CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, what is up, Gypsy Gang? We are back for another episode of the Gypsy Tales podcast. And this is one that has been in the works for a really long time. Since I started this podcast, I've always wanted to have Brooke Evers come on. She's one of the most unique and cool people I think I've ever met in my life. And whether you've known her for a week or 10 years, uh, she treats everybody the same and it just has such like a really cool and unique energy um, about it. And to go on top of that, an absolutely incredible career um, from early days in journalist to Zoo Magazine to then becoming a DJ that has toured all over the world. Uh, and she's always had a real special place in the action sports community so very very stoked that we got to get this one done right before she pops out that uh little baby she's been working on for a while so yeah stoked we made this one happen and uh i personally really enjoyed it just one of those this is just one of those really cool ones um where you just go back and forward with uh, a really really great person to talk to so really appreciate you guys for listening and uh really appreciate brooke for coming on the gypsy tales podcast i just got to give a thanks now to our sponsors because the show could also not happen uh without those guys so thank you to the guys at boost mobile you can head to boostmobile.com.au the best prepaid data plans uh and phone plans in the business uh also you can head to refurbish.boost uh as well and you can buy yourself uh refurbish phones uh they go through an insane quality check i have one of those phones uh i've had it for months now it is insane um the like a big saving for basically just a brand new phone um so highly recommend comes with a sim card as well so if you're looking to switch over it's a very easy way to do it uh also thank you to the guys at mxstore.com.au congratulations on an epic open day on saturday so many kids there uh that were getting stoked on riding and these guys truly do give back to the motorcycling community and they're trying to extend the motorcycling community which is something that i am in line with doing as well uh you can head to mxstore.com.au i got myself a chain breaker from there cut it a link too short so now i'm going to be going back to buy myself a uh, another chain Uh, good times good times uh same day shipping if you order before 2 p.m. on a weekday. The guys at, at mxstore.com.au have you covered. You can also head to rivalinkdesignco.com uh, for the best 
graphics in the game. Uh, their rival Ink Design Co. merch collection is insane as well. You would have seen us rocking that kit. Uh, and don't forget, they're still doing their 100k giveaway, giving away a brand new 110 at the end of it. So head to rivalinkdesignco.com to enter. Crickstweed.com.au is where you need to go to then get the phone number and call Kyle. Uh, he is my main man at Cricks Tweed. He does an amazing job there, uh, him and his team. And they have provided us with an epic Mitsubishi Triton uh, to do all of our filming, all of our racing, all of our riding. Um, and it has been an absolutely stellar year inside of the Triton. Uh, once again, crickstweed.com.au. New and used cars. They've got you covered whatever you need. Uh, also, Sammy at Fist Handwear. You can head to fisthandwear.com.au and use the promo code Gypsy Gang or Gypsy Tales. And you can also head to dixonquality.com.au. Same code is going to apply there. Thank you so much. Uh, we got so much on at the moment. Uh, I think we did five podcasts last week. So uh, slowly we'll be releasing all of those. We've got some stuff going on in the US we're trying to make happen uh, there's a bit on uh, so you can also uh, if you feel like supporting the podcast to help some of these ambitious projects come to life you can head to gypsytales.com uh, all our matches there gloves tees hoodies if it's cold where you live uh, it's all there subscribe on YouTube follow on Instagram love y'all um, if you've got any questions shoot me a message try and reply alright that's it from me enjoy this episode with Brooke Evers from the gang Brooke Evers, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's rumble. <laughs> you rolling? All right, so pull this bad boy up close. Okay. Put that over there. And then we are on. We are on. I am excited I am. for this podcast, Brooke I hope Evers. you're not too excited. I really am, though, because honestly, from the, the first time I ever met you, because I've, I've known about you for years, obviously, as like a kid that grew up in the Australian kind of motocross action sport, like in that world. Brooke Pina. Evers was always a staple in that oh, in that world. And I met, do you remember us meeting at Monster Cup in Vegas? No. We met. I was so nervous that, that gig. Really? Yeah, because it was so big. It was. And the pressure was like so big and I just randomly got booked and... Here I am, like, you know, it was probably one of my first DJ shows for such a massive event. Yeah, well, then And was... the pressure was so... I think the guy from, um, was it Guns N' Roses was, like, doing... Slash did the national anthem, right? Oh, yeah. And it was someone's... Yeah, like, Slash. And then it was someone... I don't know if it was from Guns N' Roses or not, but he was, like, next to me and, um, like, playing drums or something. And I was like, what am I even doing here? Like, I just didn't feel like I was at that, at that caliber level. for... And the amount of people that were there and Oh, see, um, I completely disagree. And then I was like, I'm in. Yeah. Let's go. This is fun. Yeah, well so we I met you there because mm -hmm. I, I think I was just sort of standing around the, the stage where you were set up and then we just had like the typical Aussie conversation like oh yeah you know and I was like oh I live over here and I, that was the first time I'd ever met you and I just remember thinking after after we met I was like 
Oh, I get it. That's why she's successful. Oh my you god, were just I was the coolest person. See, that I'd yeah, ever but you got me to. on a good day. If I hadn't slept the night before from a gig or something like that, and you got and I was like annoyed or frustrated or scared, I'd probably be like, oh my gosh. Yeah, you no. Know, oh, you I got just, me on a good day. Yeah, I just got this. But <laughs> but that's the. I think that's the. Um, that's the impression of you that I've had the entire time now. Oh, like I love obviously it. knowing you through Sammy and Ash and everyone, and yeah, like I just. It's funny, like, I'm excited to go through the stages of how it happened for you because in my eyes, you're a person... Like, I think there are a few people that are like this and Sammy's a good example of this. Like, I think that Sam is a guy that was going to be successful no matter what, no matter what lane he chose, no matter where he wanted to go in his Mm -hmm. life, purely based on how cool he is to other people. And I think you you literally fit that same thing. So it's just, like, a matter of, like, how you got there, but after many i was like Thank oh you. man she was always going to be brooke evers oh thanks that's a nice thing to say and to be compared to sam more i feel like he is so, so i just always say to him you are such a special human mm. and um yeah anyway yeah it's great people don't people don't uh people don't get how people don't, just no, how good I, he his is. energy's insane yeah he's great um so ronan can you please google uh youtube how to deliver a baby in a podcast studio whoa um, just in case just in case the water breaks and it goes while we're doing the podcast because it's a very real possibility at this it stage is, yeah i'm right at the end mm. so i'm 38 weeks well and then i got doctor's appointment tomorrow so you got your your pretty much due date is forty weeks, and they say when you have your first child you go over. But I'm so over it, and I've had so many like issues this whole pregnancy. Not not bad issues, but like just painful issues. Mm. And then I'm like, you know what? I like I'm. Can we just go today? Let's like, have it. Come Let's, on. Yeah. And Podcast, I, every day, baby. yeah. So I'm just like waiting around. It's just like frustrating, and I'm not that type of person. I don't like. Yeah. I don't like wait. I don't like um something that's out of my control. Control. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You didn't have to actually Google it, Ronan. I'm not. But, um, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I hope my water does break. I do. Like, I really, it'd be hilarious. It'd be funny. It'd be on film. It'd be on camera. Everything. It'd be epic. Yeah. It would, it's the uh, only way it'll happen for me, too. Yeah, I was going to say, it kind of fits, right? Yeah, like, it does really fit. You would be fit. doing something weird. hundred. And uh, out, of, out of the ordinary, and then a baby happens. Yeah, like yesterday I was shopping and I had these really crazy... Um, cramps as I was going through the grocery store and I was wearing a dress and I was thinking to myself okay why I I should never wear a dress from now on because you just have no control of whatever's gonna happen (laughs) so I was like I should always just be in really tight compressed outfits in in case something does happen to so yeah I was a bit worried yesterday but whatever so COVID you're obviously uh, a touring DJ Mm -hmm. and very busy person that normally splits their time between uh, Australia and then yep. LA and mm-hmm. then obviously the touring schedule that mm-hmm. has uh, that would be normal for you mm-hmm. so COVID's probably like the perfect time for you to have a baby it was like yeah this is like the best thing ever it's like a completely amazingly planned life thing yeah it was um it was crazy because we were in I, I had shows booked until uh mid last year I think my last show I had was like july or something anyway and then it was like february 
and it was like starting to hear about it in LA and I was like I've got shows like booked and then I went to the Bahamas for a gig for spring break and I was yeah. in Bahamas and um, I did the show and then I was with my agent and who is also like the boss of my agency and then he's like I'm gonna get on a plane A eh? like this is starting to get a bit weird like and I said and we were both like oh let's change our flights because I already had a show the next day at another city that had cancelled so we were like yeah let's get on a plane and then the, I got on a plane got back to LA thank god because they'd started shutting down like Bahamas no yeah. no like borders like started yeah. shutting a few borders and then I got home and then Matt and everyone was watching the TV and we had um fish the uh, Paul Fisher um the DJ I'm not sure if yeah. you're aware of him yeah. and, and his wife over as well because they were in the city mm. like in LA and so we were all sitting around the TV just staring going, like, what do we do? Like, we've got all these shows booked. Do we yeah. just flag them and go? Go back home to Australia because we don't want to get stuck? Anyway, we did. We ended up all booking the same flight for the next day. And we, I was not prepared. I, I'd just flown from Australia back to LA, spending all summer in Australia. And then um, and then I didn't want to go back to Australia. Like, I was, like, ready to kick yeah. on with the year and yeah. stuff. And then got back to Australia and we had to do two-week quarantine at home. Oh, really? Yeah, just... Oh, yeah. luckily you got to do the home one, though. The eh? home one, yeah. yeah. And then, like, three days later, the, ho- the hotel one came in. Wow. Listen, being at home with Matt and Chris is still as bad as being in a hotel, I swear. <laughs> and then, um, and then, so, yeah, we were stuck. And then, um, yeah, got back and it was just, like, we just watched the news and just was like what the fuck's gonna go like what's going on as did everyone you know yeah. everyone in my industry kind of like their whole careers just disappeared in like a matter Dude. of a week and like talk to talk about well, Fisher, everyone like, you know like well you're you and matt are so established in what you guys are doing but for someone like fish like his career was just like on this crazy oh, upward like yeah man he was uh, pretty like correct me if i'm wrong but he's probably one of the biggest djs in the world at the time that that covid hit oh, like oh i got goosebumps yeah he is he like was he, blowing up deluxe no, and then that like that sad. happened and i mean i, I don't I, I i hope that um you know once it's all over it'll kind of kick on again for him yeah. but like but yeah i mean it just hectic to see how it just it's sad if pump the yeah. brakes on everyone you know yep yep and an artist that we manage, um, Timmy Trumpet, same thing. Oh, he yeah, had yeah, like yeah. all his tour sorted yeah. for the entire year as well. And that he got cancelled and he had to fly back from Europe. Yeah. So it was just, yeah, it was just, it sucks. And, but it's not just us, it's everyone in yeah. our industry. And it's all, you know, all your motocross riders and all, yeah. everyone that's in entertainment worldwide yeah. is no longer working. Has it done, has it done anything for, well, I mean, to think about some of the other things that come out of it obviously hard fears like i'm sure it was in oh, the yeah, works yeah, before yeah. but you know like i guess there's kind of other things well that it's come amazing out of it. we say we say this matt was saying like this morning he's like i'm the happiest i've ever been yeah and i think it's because we're at home we're we're healthy as yeah when, like we're the healthiest we've ever been well i haven't drank for nine months <laughs> um i've we've invested in things with i don't know like i think it's a blessing in disguise in some ways. Yeah, we've lost tons of money, but it's also been like we've renovated our whole entire house while we've been home. Yeah, yeah. I got knocked up. Like, I don't know, just things are just meant to be how they are. And yeah. I, it's just the perspective, like the way that you've chosen to look at it. You know, there's this framing that you've that you've applied to it. Like, this yeah. has happened, this is... I mean, there there is just different ways that you can look at it. I'm sure yeah. if you only focus on the negatives, like, fuck, you could find a trillion, but... 
when you choose 100%. to focus on the positives and then like not complain about it in the moment too like you guys yeah. would just like hit the ground running and it, i guess it kind actually of i was pretty depressed at the start. A, yeah i was not in my right i felt like i wasn't in my body like i was really um like i did it i've been on the road for like seven yeah. years or something yeah. and for me to come back to the town that i grew up in and be home for a long period of time kind of made me really anxious mm. not depressed but like a little bit like i can't really find my feet i don't know what i'm doing yeah. as far as like the weekend's free the week that next weekend's free the next weekend's free and then i'm like fuck i gotta do something like i'm starting to get like a bit like antsy yeah and i didn't didn't know anything different because yeah. that's all i've ever been doing and same with matt and chris we were all kind of a little bit and I'd just cry out of nowhere just because I just was like, I'm just really frustrated because I've always been that go, go, go person. And now I've slowed down so hard. Yeah. Um, but then I look at, you know, my friends in the States and the people that are in my industry in the States, like they've got it so bad. And if I were to, if I reckon if I was still in LA and I, we decided to not leave, I wouldn't be pregnant mm. because I just feel like we were... I don't know. I just I don't think I would have been in the right headspace, or I just my body. Was I was gonna say you'd probably be too stressed, like too stressed, to and happen. like they're still not doing it. Like people are still in lockdown, like in LA. So well, it depends on how you want to go about it. If yeah. you yeah, some people are not listening to the rules, but some people are, which I would be because I'm quite COVID freaked out. But um, yeah, just like. Yeah, I'm just glad I'm not in LA. I'm yeah. glad I came back to the best country in the world right now, and I'm just so um, blessed to have call Gold Coast home. So I mean, I cannot agree more. Like, like it's so insane. Like sometimes I feel like I'm gonna cry because I was just like maybe because I'm so hormonal. But like, <laughs> um, yeah, you just look at where what I wake up to every day, and like it's just it's incredible. Like it really is. Yeah, and I man, I've had intense gratitude lately yeah just for um Fully. you know like simple simple shit like i mean you guys live in an epic spot i'm just in burley like just near james street yeah. so like i can just That's ride the bike down bro. oh yeah it's in Sick. it's insane and like to ride down and just the simplest thing like on the weekend sunday morning ride down bacon and egg roll at the surf club oh, bro. you know it, and fuck you almost feel guilty for mm-hmm. how good we've got it but i think that the way that i can like mitigate the guilt is to just be super grateful and yep. super appreciative of it and yep. then try and like use that positive energy that i get from that to like do whatever i can to make yep. other people feel good in the moment i feel like you know? the gold coast is in on, on a good like i feel like when i've been out lately i don't don't go out that often but like if you look if you look around everyone's quite happy mm. i think everyone's like pretty pumped and like now that things are starting to open everyone's like re- like summer was so big for like yeah. everyone yeah. I reckon, like, everyone I knew was partying hard. But, yeah, no, the Gold Coast was celebrating, I reckon, big time. And, and I think, like, for us, like, for Sammy and that, like, we had a we had a conversation where Sammy was real stressed at the start and then I lost a, bu- a bunch of sponsors at the start and we were all, like, kind of doom and gloom for a minute there. And then we all, like, him, me, Maddie, we kind of just had, like, a collective sit down and we were like, nah, fuck this. Like, if we got to stay at home... We've all got businesses. We've all got personal development, you know, that we can do. Like, we can work on our health. We can work on our fitness. We can work on our business. Mm-hmm. And, like, man, we all just went fucking hard, like, in into that. And it, and I think a lot of people did. Like, you guys, like, you, your um, fit packs that you do. Yeah, and then yeah. Hard Fizz come out. And yeah. everyone, it seemed like, put the hammer down. And I think even on, like, a, um, like a bigger level of, like, me watching 
the gold because I call it Goldie Wood. Like I literally think this is like yeah, it is it's much. like our little Goldie is like the little LA Hollywood because yeah. I used to live in West Hollywood. Yeah, you said that, and um, and like you sort of see the same thing with like little fashion trends and people that create their own sort of little lanes. Like I look at Lucy and Nikki from um we the wild ones yeah those yep. those girls like they've fully kind of they're creating like their own movement and yep. then you got like tammy hembro doing her thing and then there's oh we've got the gold coast has got some epic business women yeah like in like i was saying that to matt the other night and i was like these girls are rolling in like g-wagons now like mm. they're in their mid-20s yeah good on them you know I what i mean like how? i agree i was like is the whole of australia looking on the Gold Coast right now. Yeah, you're quick to hate on the Gold Coast, but I'm sorry, but there's a shit ton of really successful women mm-hmm. on the Gold Coast that are killing it. Man, honestly, like... Worldwide, you I, know? The numbers, like, because Lucy and Katie, they, they'll post when they hit, like, 3 million, 4 million, like, yep. on iTunes. Mate, I can tell you, like, I know, like, I'm in the same ballpark of what they're doing numbers-wise, and, yep. like... They're fucking doing good. Yeah, I like know. they are really. Killing I went it. to their and live show. I was gonna say for them to sell out that live show the way that like we do the same. I'd say we do pretty much the same numbers on mm-hmm. iTunes. Oh, we couldn't do that. Do a live show? No, not like I actually, not on I actually that scale. spoke to Sammy about it though. Not on that scale. I was about. I actually like looked at what you, what your guests you've had, and I was like, you guys could do a live show, but then I don't know. Girls have this chicks, like man, chicks are different. Chicks are different. Yeah. I don't think I'd pay to see, I don't know, a writer talk live when I could probably just listen to the on the podcast. Yeah. I don't know. It's different. I think there's just a different... F- I don't know. Like, I, it's hard to explain. Well, I think girls are into celebrity in more of a... Uh, in a lot more of a way than what, what guys are. In an ob- obsessive kind of way. Yeah, and I think... Uh, yeah, I mean, there's just a... It's just a different thing. Like, that's why... There's, like, industries around women... Uh, that are into celebrity yeah. you know like women's weekly the daily mail like yeah. there's there's that does not exist for dudes oh, yeah, totally you know so i think that but fucking power to them man oh, like God, i was I, like i go to matt you gotta come because i i did the podcast with these girls right yeah, at the beginning, yeah and i was like and i was like they're gonna be so they're gonna kill it right just because they've got really good banter they're real smart they're real witty anyway and matt's like yeah yeah whatever and I was like, no, you got to come to this live show. So I invited him and Matt's like, and Matt, Matt business yeah, manager yeah, Matt's yeah. sitting there just like, he's not getting one single thing because it's all quite podcast related banter. Yeah. And yeah. so he was like, like I don't all understand. their through lines. Yeah. That yeah, got, yeah. yeah. So all their taglines and stuff. Anyway, um, he didn't get it, but he's like, but from a business point, he was probably like, holy fuck. Oh, he's just, he was analyzing numbers times ticket sales times. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, That's how he was kind of looking at it. But anyway, like good on them. Like, you know. Yeah, uh, honestly, like it's. Ripping, you're ripping, like. No, it's fucking cool, man. Like, And people are still listening to podcasts, bro. Even if they're, even if they've got no job or they're at home or they're, you know, in quarantine. So you're good. Well, you get the, the big thing that's bigger than that as well is like, I sort of was saying it off air a little bit before we started, but. Man, like not everybody has access to the people that we've got access to. Yep. And when you've got that kind of access and you and you give a fuck to want to help people, like this shit does help people. Yeah. I get messages, like hundreds of messages a week mm-hmm. of people 
that say like this particular person really helped me this particular person really helped me like and when you've got such a diverse range of guests yeah that have been through all these different experiences like it, every line hits different yeah. for every one of those hundred thousand people that will yeah. listen to a show or mm-hmm. whatever it ends up being and it's like to have that opportunity to actually help people just through the most simple form of communication just yep. sitting and having a conversation yeah that I think is why podcasts are doing so well. Everyone can take something different. It can be purely entertainment. Like this chat between me and you could just be pure entertainment for someone that's kind of like, yeah, pure (laughs) entertainment. Probably men. Yes. (laughs) But but then there's probably someone out there that, you know, like just one thing could like really resonate and really hit somebody and and make that positive change. Can you see female to male? Yeah. I think it's about 85% uh, male, 15% female. So pretty much is my instagram insights is that what it would be as well <laughs> i'm like when does this change and then i lost so many followers when i announced that i was pregnant oh isn't it weird how that oh works? it's just weird but like i don't care yeah um and i was like oh cool this is gonna really spike my female following it didn't really like i think it went up like five percent yeah. and i was like oh gosh guys are really are guys into pregnant women i don't know but anyway the problem man guys are into fucking everything dude. i know like i had renee gracie on and like I'm so bad with names who's that she's the only fans chick that used to be the V8 supercar driver uh, I watched actually I watched your um, video yesterday with Sam oh, yeah, yeah yeah she's beautiful she's actually oh, yes. the fucking biggest legend I bet too. you she makes a lot of cash too she does and like <laughs> and she actually um, only fans is wild it's insane I was talking to um, a guest Zoe Hode she was on uh, the other day and mm-hmm. she was kind of like uh against the only fans thing and i and we had like a bit of a combo about it i was like man some chicks definitely stay away don't do only fans it'll fuck with your head it'll fuck with your life it's not for you renee gracie go your hardest you're a fucking g Dude. you can handle it because i don't want to be compromised in any way i don't mm-hmm. want my content to ever reflect any of that so i will pay i'll force people to pay for the content okay. and then he also did a thing where if you email them they'll give you the content for free. So they, they'll give you a free account if you can't afford it. So it's like, there's no barriers to get my content. You can get it for free, but if you can pay for it, pay for it. But so, I mean, that was kind of like the OnlyFans model originally was like, mm. it's just have your content behind a paywall. Yeah. Um, but I then, thought it was Twitter when I first logged into OnlyFans because it just like the full setup was like Twitter. And I was like, uh, I wonder if this I've is I've like never even been on it. It's pretty, wa- it's a really bad website to is be honest. It? Yeah. Like the way it's, like it, things take really ages to load. It's just mm. like really shitty. Um, I'm sure like they're developing like a way better website, but it's just really hard to navigate. It's just mm. not the best website, but who cares? Like seriously, yeah. girls yeah. making mint. Well, the thing is too, man, is like from a feminist point of view, isn't it fucking great that women are completely in control of their own finance? You know, there's like, 100%. because you can be a feminist and argue that like you shouldn't expose yourself. And so it like, so there's a feminist argument against, but the real feminist argument, like if you really are for women mm-hmm. and pro women, bitch, get the bag. I know. Get that paper. Oh gosh. I'm just, yeah, like it's, it's, it blows my mind, but it also blows my mind that what people pay for, like, I don't know. God, God. The thing is, a lot of people are not spending any money traveling or not spending any money certain things yeah. like entertainment. So, the, and then OnlyFans came at the most perfect time because guys aren't going out to pick up girls or they're not going to a strip club because the strip clubs are closed or you know what I mean. So yeah. they're not. So they're t- spending a lot of money chatting to these girls online and 
it's kind of genius yeah from only fans point of view really and the thing is too that i don't think people it's kind of like a dark thing to talk about but it's Mm. something i think about with it is that like there's fucking weirdos out there in, Mm. in dudes right and there's there's this weird thing that happens if you're a guy that's got these like kind of fucked up twisted desires and fantasies that like they don't really have control over like they wouldn't know where those thoughts come from that make them want to like fucking smell chicks undies and like buy bottled piss and because like all that stuff is exists like there's guys that i worked at sexpo oh really when i was real young i did the whole tour i was the mc no shit. Yes, man, I've done so many fucking jobs. Um, <laughs> and I, this is when I was like really into like journalism, presenting. I was really wanted to be a presenter. So I studied journalism at university and had a radio show on CFM and like I was full on getting into it. And I did the Sexpo tour and I did it for years. And I'm not kidding you. I reckon that was the best thing I ever did. The, my just broke brain, down your, all your barriers. I yeah, don't give yeah. a shit. You could do anything and it did not affect me. Yeah. Because you saw the worst of the worst type of people. Yeah. That like those those conventions were epic. I don't even know why they stopped them. I think it was maybe because of like a sponsorship. It's expensive to run, but yeah, it was just an incredible um, convention for people that love the s- s- world of sex and yeah. everything involved in it. And I've met some amazing people, and I've ex- I've you know. T- heard stories that would blow people's freaking eyeballs out and seen some crazy shit like man there was some crazy shit there like full dominatrix and people that are into like um you know communities of like you know like the black like lycra where they don't see their face like they cover their face like full gimp masks and and then there's like um a group that have like similar STDs, right? It's oh. so weird. So there'll be like a community of people that have really bad STDs. And so they would meet other people with those type of STDs and they would... Wow. I know, it's so... I told someone a story this the other day and I remember I was pretty shocked. But And it was for people to go and meet those other people and talk about their issues and they can actually... I think they can actually have sex unprotected yeah, and not yeah, worry about... Yeah. Oh my God, it's so disgusting. But yeah, I don't know... I, I've seen it all. Well, you know what? You know what's fucking gnarly. I heard a thing the other day. A friend of mine called me, and I, I literally like I had nothing for him. Like I had no advice um, at all because he's he's like, oh man, I've been seeing this chick, and like we oh, actually God, haven't like we haven't slept together for a while, and then like she hits me with the other day that she was dating this dude that was in the navy. Okay. And then um, he come home from the Navy and then just like randomly like broke up with her and then said like, oh, yeah, by the way, like I have, I got HIV, so you should get tested. Oh my God. Yeah. So like this poor fucking girl has got HIV from this dude is in, in, the nav- in the Navy. So he's obviously been like fucking dudes on the ship or something like that. And I was just like completely so fucking sad. devastated for this chick. That's like fucked her entire life. Dude, I shouldn't have said his name probably. (laughs) (laughs) I'll delete that. Um, But he's just like, he's like, man, I don't really know what to do. He's like, to be honest, like, I don't want to sleep with her now. And I was just like. Of course fucking not. Yeah, I was like. There's plenty of fish on the sea. But he felt like a piece of shit. And I'm like, dude, I get it. Like, I get it. But, you know, like I said, honestly, man, you just have to be super honest with her. But to your point, a chick like that that has HIV, like her pool now of people that she can yeah. be with like so or even communities that she can talk to and like you know what i yeah, mean yeah 
But I just said to him, I was like, first of all, you just got to be extremely honest. Do you with know this HIV kid. is quite common on the Gold Coast, and no one even knows about it. Really? Yeah, because a doctor told me. No shit. Yeah, because I was doing an article at uni, and it was about I had to do a news, I had to do a like a not a gossip story, but a story that was like quite breaking. Like yeah, it was one of my yeah, subjects. Yeah. Original clickbait. Yeah, like a something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but OG, paper form, OG like the, you know. What is it? The five W's and how? Or something. Oh, like it was like yeah, it was so yeah. it was so old school journalism. Anyway, and I in an interview. No, no, no. Sorry, I had to go to the doctors for something. And then he goes to me at the end of the thing. Have you ever been tested? You and your husband? Oh no, sorry, Matt wasn't my husband. Obviously, at that point. Have you guys ever been tested for HIV? It was so weird. And I was like, me and Matt just looked no. at each other and he goes, "I'm just saying this because a, a woman has come into." M- come in and that she's contracted HIV and she's a young student from Bond, oh. right? Which is, he's probably obviously not allowed to say it, anything close to that, but he yeah. said it. Anyway, me and Matt just looked at each other and went, whoa, let's get tested. Like, this is weird. Even though we obviously didn't sleep with anyone else, but, um, and that was my article. I ended up go- diving deep. I ended up interviewing him. Um, then, no then, a, then a, an entertainer on the Gold Coast had HIV that that came out and he had slept with heaps of um, oh, performers on the Gold Coast so and he didn't tell anyone. So that 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 news came out at the same year or the same month or something. So it was really... And then it was like, oh my gosh, like... There's actually a thing. There's, it's actually a thing. Like it seems so old school, but yeah. it's not. It's actually not. It's still completely out. Anyway... Yeah, no, it was, it was, um, I can't believe we're going from COVID to HIV. It's pretty gnarly, but yeah. Yeah. But it was like, it was hectic, but to your point before, like you need, like there kind of needs to be a place for people that have, yeah. And it's the same as like, if you, if you say you don't have OnlyFans and you don't have a place where like a dude can go and buy a chick's piss and that chick's like, okay with it. Yeah. Where do those weirdos go? Like, I'm sure if you ask. Problems happen. Do you know what I that's mean? That's exactly and right. And they get arrested for doing something that's They do not, weird shit. Yeah. They like try and like yeah. that, that there's so an, true. there's an energy there that yeah. comes from those feelings and those yearnings that those kind of people have. And the other thing is like, if you gave them a choice, so like, Hey man, like, do you want to just be this normal dude that like finds like a nice ass and good tits and doggy style attractive and like wants to get your dick sucked? Or do you want to be like this guy that's like into having women fucking like bash your nuts and like humiliate you and 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 like, yeah, it's way easy to be that dude. You know what I mean? So it's like these people probably don't want to be like these (laughs) fucked up. (laughs) He's just like, what the hell are you guys on about? Where are you talking about? And where are you going with this? But yeah, it's like, it's easy to be like that normal person. I think it's like, it's easy to judge in society because most people are kind of like this normal like operate in this sphere Mm -hmm. but then it's like so it's easy to judge those people it's like hey they probably they don't have a choice and they probably would rather be over here with us but they're over there so like fuck is gonna be something for them 100% so I think on a few levels it's better than what people actually think the whole OnlyFans deal yeah 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 but even in on Instagram, can I see your feet? I'm like, mm. do you want to see my swollen feet right now? Because they're hot. <laughs> they look like Cheerio sausages right now. It's disgusting. So uh, the your pregnancy, you said, has been kind of up and down and good and bad. Um, Yeah. So like at the beginning, I was really sick. Well, obviously, it's a real common thing. And then it went from that to being feeling like epic. And so I was training again. Yeah. And I did walk, walked up. Um, 
the lighthouse stairs in Byron. Yeah. And I got to the top and then afterwards I was like feeling really weird and then I went to breakfast with Matt and I was like, fuck, I feel really like achy. And then I got up and I was like, oh my God, I can't. I can't put my foot in front of my other foot. And I was what? like, what the fuck's going on? And then the pain was so bad. Like it felt like my um, bones were dislocating or something like that. Like in, it was really your, weird. Like in your pelvis? In my pelvis. Yeah. And then I was like, go get the car. We've got to go to hospital because something's not right. Get to hospital. I got this. Um, That'd just be different too when you're pregnant. Like you'd really be freaking out, right? Yeah, because I'm so fit too. And yeah. I was like really pissed off because I was like... I run up those stairs, you know what mm. I mean? Like usually, and I couldn't. This was like about 23 weeks, 24 weeks. Anyway, I got to the hospital. She goes, oh, you've just got SPD, which is symphysis pubis dysfunction. Yeah. It's where your um, pelvis at the front has like a um, soft tissue in between. And it, oh, your body gives off a hormone called relaxin when you're pregnant and what that does is relax your pelvis for birth yeah well my relaxant kicked in really hard and really aggressively and so my pelvis was like kind of um real aggravated by that yeah. and so um and do yeah. you think it was because you were doing so much i like, did too much yeah, yeah. and then it f- was flared up for like a week and then i was like in bed for a week and then it's kind of was all right but yeah i had full-on physio i have to wear like a physio band that it, i've got it connected to my handbag so i don't always wear it because it makes me busting to go to the toilet all the time oh. it's just really tight um but it's it's i'm at the end now so i'm not i'm kind of used to the pain now but it it's just when i walk so i had to stop training and do any sort of exercise for the rest of the pregnancy but it was it got real bad like at no night way. it's so fucked like it's really fucked at night but well funny uh i well not that funny but i uh i broke my pelvis in july last year oh my God, and God. i had that like that pubic synthesis or whatever oh. so i ripped all those tendons apart in I, the and the ligaments and that all um so like i couldn't i still get pain when i stand on one leg like when oh I, babe i can't put, i have everything has to be even you have to sit down on a, yeah. on a um, get out of the car evenly yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah that's like oh don't tell me that because i'm like i keep thinking i'm gonna have this kid and it's gonna disappear straight away yeah I, i'd say it probably will I but yeah i like literally broke my fucking hip and like so How i do that crash the bike oh yeah it was fucked I swear to God, motocross riders, are you, you guys are all freaks. Or what? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I love I love the industry. I think it's great, but like seriously, I, I saw Harry Binks's friggin' story the other day of every single break he's had. I'm like, hey, how dick. the fuck are you not in a wheelchair, bro? Like you are, like uh, uh, it blows my mind how yeah. he's not in a wheelchair, dude. The risks that he takes and like. Th- People don't understand the mental commitment that it takes. Like at one, because oh, like, I get the shivers so like bad. You're, you're Harry Bing, and you've probably got seventy-five feet until you hit the ramp that yeah. you're going to jump. What the fuck is in your head? Yeah, but you don't sitting those- right there, staring at that thing, and going, "I'm just going to ride at that, and I'm going to do a triple backflip." Well, it's just a type of breed of human. Insane. Eh? It's like anyone with that do extreme sports. Like you have to be pretty messed up in a mm. way. <laughs> yeah. Like because everyone would be doing it oh 100 that's actually one of the things where people go if you could have anything in the world what would it be like you know be invisible or whatever and i'm like like i'd i'd wish to have no fear because mm. like it wouldn't that be amazing to just like jump off a cliff into a water i don't know you don't care about dying or something like or, yeah, or, then or hit a bike yeah i probably would die dead. yeah <laughs> um but like i don't know just less less fear maybe yeah, i don't yeah. know just i just look at those guys and i'm like even surfing like i used to just paddle out the back and just catch the biggest bomb and not even care 
Now I can't even. I go. I go to my hips and I freak out that I'm going to get in by a shark or get stuck in a rip. Yeah, well, they're both very real, real possibilities on the yeah. Gold Coast at the moment. Oh, it's so bad. Like especially when I've been pregnant, mm. I swim out, like swim a little bit, and I'm like, I'm too scared. Plus, the pelvis doesn't make let me swim yeah, very well. So. Yeah, I feel like there's probably a thing that's in your brain as well as a pregnant woman that you probably aren't even conscious of that is just like trying to keep you and your child safe. Yeah. And it's probably kicks in and you're like, fuck it. I just like, I shouldn't be scared of this, but there's just something yeah. going on where you can't do oh, that so, shit. Yeah. But my mind is still very original, Brooke Evers, mm. wild, um, try any sport, do everything. Now it's like, I can't do it. And that, that to me actually was really hard to deal with. Like, like accepting that. Just okay, accepting it that my body needs rest. Mm. I hate resting. I hate sleeping during the day. That was a big thing for me. Um, just like, but then I worked out is how good is rest for your body? It's mm. just like, it's like better than any drug you can take. It's if you just rest, everything will be okay for yes. injuries or, um, Pregnancy, every everything. Stress. Stress, everything. If you just chill, yeah, you're good. Yeah, I read a book last year called mm-hmm. Why We Sleep, and wow. uh, it was all about. It's like the leading research from this guy. He's like dedicated his life to to sleep research. Mm-hmm. And I was like, cool, okay, I sleep for eight hours a day now. No, no ifs, buts, or maybes. And I, fuck, I want to say I read that in like March or like May last year. And honestly, life-changing. Yeah. Like, I go to bed at 9.30 and I wake up at 5.30 and it's just a fucking non-negotiable. And if I go to bed after that time, I just mm-hmm. adjust my alarm. And, like, it's very rare now that I won't sleep You're that eight hours. You're lucky you can hours. sleep, though, eight hours. Yeah. That's pretty good. Right now, I'm waking up, like, five times to pee, but... Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, that'd be different in yeah. your case. I've never really slept uh, nine hours, though. Really? Nah. I think I'm, like, ADD. I think I was ADD as a kid and I just never... Never grew out ...worried of about sleep that much mm. i wish what, i could sleep more what's your schedule then? like do you oh now i sleep good like i'm, yeah. I'm like straight out but um i oh, to be honest when i got back from america i was sleeping like 10 11 hours i reckon my body really? just like because you get to a point where you're just like i'm fucked oh i reckon it was years of catch-up and yeah. i was sleeping and because i knew i didn't have to get up for anything I didn't set an alarm and I just let myself go. And it was like every day it was just these marathon sleeps. And I was like, it just goes to show that my body was just so done, like yeah. mentally and physically, you know? Yeah. I mean, I definitely didn't for the longest time, like especially when I was in America, man, like I was just trying to say yes to every opportunity. But you, and no like, one sleeps in the States. No. Nah. Like you send an email for like 3 a.m. You'll probably get a reply. Like oh. I swear to God, people don't sleep. It's 24 hours. Yeah. But I kind of love that. Yeah, there is like a... I hate the whole, oh, the shops are shut at 5.30 on the Gold Coast. Like, are you kidding? Like, in LA, you can get a, a green juice at 3 a.m., I think, at, at some places. Do you know what I mean? It's like, uh, I loved that world. And now it's like, oh, sorry, we, we're turning off our coffee machines at 2. What that, the- that pisses me off. Okay, who doesn't drink coffee at four or three yes that's when you need your coffee i was gonna say isn't it a beverage to like keep you awake oh we we go to byron like heaps because we've got a property down there that we airbnb yeah and when it's when it's available we go down and we talk about it every day oh sorry we shut off our machines at 2 30 you will make so much more money if you just open for two more hours like huh yeah what are we doing here guys like seriously everyone should just open till five coffee there's people that drink coffee at five yeah how about the people that drink coffee before bed 
Yeah, that's my parents. Really? Yeah. yeah. I, I wish I could do that. I love the taste of coffee. Yeah, it's I was going to say, because I love coffee. Like, I, I literally drink coffee and water. That's the only things I drink. Oh, I love... I got into Diet Coke hard. Really? Yeah, when that I was in LA. Random. I know, I love it so much. Diet so bad. Coke. I, like, wouldn't, wouldn't drink one, like, more than a can a day or every second day or something yeah, like that. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I got pretty addicted. I think, I don't know why, just because... It's just like fizzy so and American. nice and yeah, true way. Eh? Yeah, so many hangovers when you hang over. Don't you want to like when you hung over? Oh, you I'll want drink fizzy like, drink. Yeah, I'll drink like I'll drink a Coke every now and again. Yeah. you know what I do like? I have certain things that I like Coke with, yeah. like ramen. Coke? Mm. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. It's so I think it's the MSG because you're so thirsty. Yeah, it's like it's like a well, it's and the, the same salt. as if I sur- if I surf. The p- best post surf meal ever is Macca's fries and Macca's Coke. Macca's Coke. You know what? Frozen Cokes are a dollar from McDonald's. Did you know that? No, I did not know Oh my know God. That. I discovered it when I read it in a in a blog or something about pregnancy and about um, being nauseous. They're like, it, it's you don't have to get out of your car. You drive through. You get a frozen Coke or a frozen Coke Zero for a dollar. And it's like life-changing when you're feeling crook. Really? Does it work? It's the best. So maybe that's why it works for the hangover then too. Yeah, it's the best. Oh. I don't know. Where um where in LA do you guys live? Studio City. Okay. We still got our house there. Yeah. Full of furniture, nothing changed. We just got a suitcase and came home. It was so weird. Like literally all my stuff would I'd probably still have a glass of water next to my bed from wow. last year March, I reckon guaranteed. So you just dipped. We like, dipped because we were freaked out. Yeah. We had like live Donald Trump, live who have we got? Scott Morrison right now. Yeah. Um Scamo. Yeah, Scamo. Going at the same time on two TVs because we were trying to analyse like where are we at like because there was no kind of like we didn't really know what we we're doing and then we're like let's just get the fuck out of here and yeah. then the, we saw the tickets going like on the air like airlines so we bought we ended up getting two two tickets for two different airlines because um a lot of people were getting their flight the can- the flights were getting cancelled and oh, stuff so we were yeah, just really yeah, yeah. and then you got a refund from whoever but fuck that was so scary yeah. i get i got really scared of covid only because a lot of my friends got it um, oh, I know in America? In America. Yeah. Um, a f- bunch of Matt's friends actually ended up in ICU in the, the UK. Wow. Um, our fr- a guy that we work with, his he lost his... Um, one of his grandparents, his auntie, um, like literally like three or four people in his immediate family. No So like way. we're like... I don't know. I look at it so differently to, yeah, to a most lot of people, people here, on the Gold Coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys haven't seen shit. Yeah. When I think when you talk to someone that can't breathe in a hospital and then you can... And then we're, we're FaceTiming them or whatever. That would have made it super real. And they're fit. They're just like us. They're like, yeah, they're exactly the same as us. You know what I mean? It's just bad luck. They didn't even have any issues. And then it's not just that. It's... The after effects, like one of my mates got now, he's got a um, autoimmune disease from having COVID in February, wow. and so his whole body is like shutting down. He's in um, on drips every couple of weeks, and he was completely normal person that worked in our industry and was fine. And now he's developed this autoimmune disease. So I'm just like, I don't want to joke about this shit. And mm. everyone's like, oh, COVID's a conspiracy and all this crap. I'm like, go talk to someone that was in ICU and all their family, and go go understand how upset how bad it was for their family mm. and well, then make your decision well i mean that's a really good point know. because like we we just didn't really have it here and yeah it, but it the government's wasn't, amazing here 
yeah, it just wasn't like this severe thing. But so I had, uh, I didn't like, it's not as, as personal as that, but my mum's um, PA is mm-hmm. an Indian immigrant. Mm-hmm. And so he, um, he comes to my mum and is like, oh, hey, like my dad's got COVID. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I might need to take some time off work. Anyway, dad dies. And then, so this poor dude, he's over from India. He's trying to get back to do the funeral with his, um, for his dad. He's sort of stuck here trying to figure it out. Uh, sister dies. Like, and he just had all the, these people Ugh. in his life. And that, that was when it was become super real. I was just like, holy fuck. Like, can you imagine being in another country? You're an immigrant in Australia. I mean, being an Indian immigrant in Australia would be kind of hard as it is yeah. anyway. And then you just lose your dad. You lose your sister. And then I think but like... you can't... You don't want to leave and go there. Well, he did and now he's stuck. Oh, so like sucks. he's... Yeah. So I mean, it's but definitely... But you go there anyway if it's your family, right? Yeah. But I mean, it's just so gnarly that that's the real like that is the reality but if you're not directly in uh contact with that reality then it's very easy to do what most of us in australia did do 100 and be like fuck covid yeah i know fucking just, fake news don't don't it's just makes me it's just so uneducated and just so oh i hate it yeah i, I was matt was so psycho because i had just fallen pregnant and i was like he's like mask sanitized like he was like well, yeah i actually remember um was there was Sa- yeah sammy said something because i think we were talking about doing the podcast like ages ago when you first got pregnant yeah, yeah. and then and then sammy was like yeah no nah, brooks like real freaked out with covid yeah no i wasn't i didn't really go out of the house much yeah it was yeah really weird. but it makes sense with what you guys yeah, went through i don't know i think just we got a bit scared from being in la because it was it's so bad yeah and it's so bad and the thing there's there, some people that don't honestly didn't even have any sort of side effects yeah like at all so i don't know it's just luck yeah one of one of those things um so i wanted to talk about how Mm -hmm. you like because you have never really left the action sports world like you've always had ties to it um Uh, and i just think i think it's fucking awesome because (laughs) you're cool person for us to have like in in our world Thanks. but like how did that I, and i don't really know much about the actual sport that i'm probably modeling for you know what i mean you know where it started i did i was a uh crusty babe what oh no That's shit where it started how did that happen i was a dancer so i was became i got went on tour with the crusty demons when i was like 19 wow that's where it kind of started no shit so oh, what, i think before that i did it I don't know. You'll see it in Sammy's office. My oh, poster the FMX of me. The FM, yeah, I, was, I was 17. Lied, said I was 18. Of course, I, JB has that I'm fucking I'm straight poster. out of high school. Like, actually, I was probably 18. Anyway, like, so innocent. So, like, obviously, it doesn't even look like me because I'm just so young, you yeah, know? And yeah. I'm way older now. But, um, yeah, of course, he's got that. JB's. He's another spirit that I love with all my heart. He's God bless. just the greatest human ever. But he, um, yeah, no, fuck. <laughs> it started off like that. I don't know why I got into... Well, you know what? It probably was from high school when Fast and Furious came out and it was a really big deal to, like, go hang at Broad Beach Car Park up, yeah, Southport area. Yeah. Get your hotted up car. So you're from the Goldie. I'm from, like, I'm original gangster, like... Palm Beach High, no PBC, way. and then bef- primary school was Corumban Primary School. Like no shit, my I whole did life. not know that. Yeah, wow, because so that's I'm the like, yeah. that's the other LA comparison to for like the whole Goldiewood thing. 
fucking no one's from the Gold Coast. And no. when, when you meet like an OG yeah, Gold true. Coaster, like, so that's another like little parallel that I've noticed. Yeah, I've been around for a long time. That's probably another reason why I was like, I didn't want to come home from LA because I was like, fuck, I'm going back to the Gold Coast. Um, no, I love it here. It's the best. But um, no, I, I, I did, I went to primary school, high school. Yeah. Just loved, I loved, yeah. And in high school, I got really into cars. I loved I don't know, so bad. But that's that awesome. was that was just like you know me and my boyfriend at the time. We loved cars. We loved looking at hotted up cars, and obviously Fast and Furious was a big hit at that time. So we were like, yeah. And then it just went from that to, I then I when I turned eighteen, I started really loving clubbing. Like I loved clubbing, and so that got really. And then I ended up meet, seeing a show at one of the clubs, and it was all these beautiful girls dancing, and I was like how can I get into that? Because I was a dancer, like my history was dancing and then like at school and stuff. And I was like, oh, I reckon I could be in that group. And I ended up went going for an audition, getting in that group. Then I started um, dancing and then that led to our group was dancing every week at Shooters and then it went from that to the Krusty Demons tour. So we were all booked for that. And then I started meeting all the boys like Bilko and all those boys that are still going, like, yeah, you know, yeah. as – am i and um yeah and then and then it just and then it just went from there and i started doing all sorts of like photo shoot for this mag then surfing life then all those mags and then it ended up ralph fhm and it just kept going like that yeah because you become i feel like you become like a part of the culture in a way like and people all like i think it speaks to what i said at the very start it's like no matter what you were gonna do like you've just got one of those personalities where it's just like i just want to be part of everything as well mm. I don't know I just like hungry and then I went to uni studied journalism which ended up getting me an internship with um Zoo Weekly no it was FHM and Zoo Weekly just kicked off and yeah. I was like I'm flying to Sydney and I'm going to do an internship ended up getting a job so I moved there because that's where I thought you were from Sydney yeah no no and yeah. then I moved to Sydney for two years I hated it like I loved the job hated living there and then, um, but still modelled like full time for Zoo. So I was like there, like, and then during and through Zoo, you meet, and it was also like Zoo was always connected to so many sport. Zoo yeah. was really sporty. Yeah. So we, I don't know, we always had this, we always had, you know. Well, it's just men, chicks. Just sport. men. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was just always that, that clientele kind of thing. And then yeah. move back to the Gold Coast. Gosh, where were we? And then I don't even know where we're at. I've got to like think. Oh, DJing. And then I just, um, in Sydney, I my only friends that I re- was really close to were a bunch of DJs that I'd met through Matt. Yeah. And so they were DJing every night and I'd go to a show and then go to work the next day. And it got to a point where I was like, my whole life is revolving around DJing now. Like it's just the boys and DJing. So I was like, oh, can I borrow one of your spare decks? Like I had, they, one of the boys had some decks. So I just play with them at night and I was just playing with them all the time, all the time and time and I was stealing music from all the boys and, and then it got to a point where I was like, I said to Matt, I think I want to try this DJ thing. And he's like, no, 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 you shouldn't. Like, oh, really? It's all the boys. Like, there was no girls hardly. There was like three girls probably touring at the time in Australia. True. Like, I none. didn't even really think of that, that none. you were probably one of the first yeah, chicks doing that. there was that. literally none. Like, there was... Like three girls that I looked up to and the rest were like international girls. There was obviously huge, big female DJs in Europe and stuff. So who were they at the time? Um, there was like a girl called Helena. She's still DJing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then there was local girls that were like, they weren't like on a bigger scale, but they were just warm up DJs for a lot of guys. I was like, there's heaps of them. But no like, no like... 
fucking go like yeah. no Will Sparks or Timmy or Staffords. You know, yeah, there was no yeah. like, and I was like, like surely it's not that hard. Like come on. And then anyway, and then I just was like, Matt, I'm gonna do it. Stuff it. I'm just gonna do it. And anyway, on the weekends, so I'd fly out from Sydney and go work at a few clubs for free. So like, if they wanted me on the Gold Coast, I'd because I loved coming home. So I'd like fly home on a Friday, work at a club on the weekend on the Gold Coast for free, just for experience, and then fly back to Sydney on Sunday night or Monday morning or whatever. Was the Sydney scene way harder to break into? Well, I didn't really de- DJ in Sydney that much. Like yeah. I, oh, I DJed at Home Nightclub, and I'm still um, resident there, yeah. which is a huge super club. But yeah, anyway, but that was that right at the beginning, and then um, and then what happened? And then I got my a couple of gigs that were paying like ridiculous money, and I think because so what what do we what would we be talking? Then? Oh, like three and a half grand or something yeah. for an hour's work or whatever, and I was Fuck. like, holy shit, that's how much I earn in a like couple of weeks work. Yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. just big money. And and then I was like, and Matt's like, damn, that was quite big money. And for me, starting off, I was like, whoa, that's pretty. Like Sick. I could, I could put effort into this. Hundred percent. And I was like, why am I working full time at a in an office when I could be focused straight on DJing and that's all I do. Anyway, so and I was sad living in LA, um, Sydney, and Matt was on the Goldie. Yeah. Okay. So, like, so when did you guys meet? Because you guys have been together for ages. Sixteen years. Wow. So we met. That's um, an unlikely story in itself. Like two people uh, yeah. doing the work that you guys do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's that's weird. insanely Because we're the cool. same people. We He does his shit, I do my shit, and then we meet. Yeah. You know, just yeah. like I, I don't give a fuck what you do. He doesn't care what I do. I can be friends with a thousand boys and he, he just really trusts me. I really trust him yes. and we just have our own independence and yeah. I think that's just the best way to be in a relationship. I mean, for, from my personal experience in relationships, uh, I think insecurity is what kills every single relationship. 100%. So like, and that insecurity can show in a, a bunch of different ways. Like you could be insecure about the guys that you hang out with, you know, like Matt mm-hmm. could be insecure about that. Matt could be insecure about the attention, like you not giving enough attention, could mm-hmm. be insecure about you wanting your own career. Mm-hmm. Like there, every sort of way that you skin that cat, it kind of boils down to like the, the insecurity thing. 100%. And I think as a, as a, guy for me like i've struggled to find a chick that's got her own shit going on that can yeah. do her own thing and it's like i'm not the hobby yeah. and i think that that is kind of to to generalize like for uh the people that have problems in relationships it's like the the guy becomes like the chick's hobby in or in in a way you yeah. know or you get it vice versa where the girl becomes the guy's hobby and he's just so attached and doesn't want to let him do anything outside of that because it takes away from the time yeah you, uh, you know what honestly, i mean like just, it just even gets, hearing it it's like but that's uh, kind of how it goes i'd rather right? be single mm. just like uh, it's such an effort you know but so to you know for you guys to have what you've had for 16 years Mm. in the industries that you're both in like that obviously just shows like this level of security that is present you know yeah i'm pretty confident in myself i just like whatever i always say if you want to fuck up then you then you're gonna have to say goodbye that's just the end of the story do you know what i mean if you disrespect me now i don't care you it's over yeah so i just i look at it like that even though i love him to death but like you know it's just it's just one of those things don't disrespect me and then we're good yeah 
And then I don't think I think it all should, uh, always should be like that. With I, I don't think that's common though. But it's not for, common for both people. Listen, both, it's not, not common for not. someone to be with someone for sixteen years. My parents were only married for seventeen, so it's like it's yeah. not even common for people to be in long relationships. I don't think very often anymore. Very, very true. You know, we're really lucky, but that's like very rare. Yeah, but I feel like you got you make your own luck in that sense. You know, like you guys have obviously like figured out whatever the formula is that yeah. like keeps you guys doing your thing. Matt would go away do DJing for three months though, and I'd wait at home. Like, like there was obviously times where I was like bawling my eyes out, going to sleep at night, going to sleep at night because I was worried what he was up to, and he was partying, and like I don't have a clue what he was up to, but. And then I don't know. I just kept myself busy by working or something. You yeah, know? yeah. Just like worked through it. Just didn't think about it. Yeah. And Whatever. then, did, did and then I, I moved to. And then I went to. I remember I went to Malaysia for three months dancing on a dance contract. And I don't know. So I went see. I'm going on a dance contract. Or I'm going. I'm moving to Sydney. See ya. And yeah. I don't know. I just liked. I really loved. Like I, I just loved working and doing different things in my life that I didn't really like. I don't, I don't let anyone stop me. Yeah. Even if it's someone I love, because I know they're always going to be there if they yeah. really love me. You know. Uh-huh. Well, hundred percent. And yeah. I always think like the relationships that I've been in when like any just fucking bullshit pops up, I'm like, hey man, like do you know how long we're going to be together? Yeah. Like if we, if you love me and I love you and we're going to get married and we're going to do all that mm-hmm. shit, we're together for fucking so long, man. Like you should be down with this week trip to wherever the fuck I want to go. Like yeah. the week, if you like put a week on a paper of fucking <laughs> how long we're actually going to be together, if you're cool and I'm cool and we stay together, you can barely even see this fucking week. Like why are we tripping on and this it's shit? it's good. It's just good to miss someone. Mm. How good is missing someone than seeing them? Just, it's the best feeling. Well, that's just like Even being, with your parents. 100%. You know what I mean? Your friends. For everyone. It's like, it's that feeling of like, oh, I love you. It's so good to see you. You know, like, anyway. Well, that's like, well, that's like eating food. Like food tastes good when you're hungry. Oh, Matt just did a um, 45 hour fast, water fast. Oh, really? Yeah. And I cooked him dinner last night and he is just sitting there like, this is the best meal you've ever cooked. Oh my God. Like, la, la. I went, babe, it's real basic. Like, What'd you cook? He just wanted steak and salad. Like that's Perfect. it. But it was like pretty epic. And um and I was like, <laughs> I was just laughing, going, babe, because when you get to that point of fasting for that long, you you um like your taste buds go pretty extreme. Like yeah, like you, yeah, you taste yeah. the food so much better. Yeah. So yeah. Was, uh, have you done one of those as well? No, I, I don't think I could. Yeah. I don't know. I fa- I do fast. So before I fell pregnant i was i fasted for years so, so you I did fast like a, like, like inter- no, intermittent fasting. It, yeah, 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 yeah 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 that was how i that's how i could kept ripped yeah right and also when you f- so when you dj all night and then you sleep you wake up at like midday yeah so you've already fasted do you know what i mean so you yeah, ate dinner yeah. early you've yeah. gone through you've slept and then so uh, so that was always a habit so i never ate breakfast for years Mm. Except coffee, maybe if I had to be at the airport at six a.m. or whatever. I tried it. Um, I had like a bunch of kidney surgeries and stuff, and like, oh. and it was oh, I was like four years ago or something. But wow. um, yeah. Why did you have kidney surgeries? So Stones. no, I I never knew, but I only had one kidney. What? Yeah, I was just born with one kidney. Did your mum know? Nah, no one knew. And I like race motocross, and like I've had like fucking full on emergency like surgeries, with, like organs being removed and shit before, and like just no oh one ever my told God. us. Yeah. So your mum must not have had an ultrasound when you were born. Not on... Because uh, they check for like all Well, that nowadays stuff. they probably do. Yeah. this was like 30 years ago. Yeah, but I was like, it's amazing that yeah. like 30 years ago that they didn't... 
pick up on that stuff. Nah, so then anyway, I was in Lake Tahoe. I used to spend heaps of time in Tahoe snowboarding. Oh, oh my God, babe, I love Lake Tahoe. Fuck, it's the best. Oh my God, my mate owns a like a cabin house there. Yeah, so right. So we go there heaps. Whereabouts is it? Um. Okay, there's like, uh, I don't know any... Um. So there's like South Lake... Um, uh, but they got like he- uh, fucking heavenly. Like, there's a I bunch. I don't know. Of different- I have to like look it up. But he has. Oh, you should see his pad. Really? I can't even. T- like, it's like a. Oh my god! Like, we you know when you wake up in the morning and there's snow all the way to the yeah. top of the yeah. of the um yeah. doorway, and you got to get out to the. It's like five a.m. and you got to get ready, and there's a bear walking up the road, yeah. and I just like I just really miss that in America. And it's as good it's in so summer sick. as it is in winter. Oh. It's and we all jump in the lake, to, uh, like, you know, like a freeze, uh, like a cold bath or whatever it's called. Um, I would love to find where. Man, I, really that's is. that's definitely one thing I miss about America is Lake Tahoe. Like, I just miss um, just snow. Yeah, true. Yeah, just like snow and like that epic life of like, yeah, that's that's the house. That's the veranda, like where he, oh, he's Kiwi. So he's actually living in our house in Studio City now. Oh, really? Yeah, because he he's like my... Matt's best mate from New Zealand. Yeah. They, he, Andrew was already living in um, America and then we moved over there, but he, we've just been really good friends and he bought this house in Tahoe and like did it all up, like gutted it. It's so, so fucking sick. Yeah, man. I absolutely love that place. But where, yeah, so I, we, dude, look at this joint. So we, look um, at the inside of that. Oh, fuck. That's so sick. And then it's just the powder all around the house. It's so nice there, eh? Have you ever been like bushwalking through the woods and stuff yeah, when it's yeah, snowing? Yeah. We um I've done I've so my uh old business partner in America, so what yeah. we used to do, so we'd do like these big film shoots, right? So we'd yeah. like go on location and we'd do like the pre production, so we'd get like an Airbnb in like Florida. Mm-hmm. So then we'd have like this house in Florida and we'd be there for like two months, we'd do all the pre production, then we'd do the shoot and then we'd get like do a lot of the management and shit that we had to do then we'd pack up and then we'd go to his house in in uh in south lake and then we'd just edit this entire project in tahoe but we'd we'd snowboard all day and then we'd edit all night and then that was just a life like we had like the hot yeah, tub out on the balcony yeah, and like it was so sick but anyway we were there and then in the summer we'd mountain bike and go hiking in the woods oh, yeah. and, and i've done that there too yeah so like summer's just as good yeah so we um so one day i'm on there snowboarding and um this fucking old lady i was like flying down this tree oh run and then i jumped across like there's like the are you um, a really good snowboarder i got pretty good at it yeah, in the right. end because i lived when i was in um when i first moved there i'd never even seen snow until mm-hmm. i moved to america wow i grew up in cairns wow yeah wow you didn't see snow no nah. <laughs> so so i um like i started snowboarding in california when i lived in um murrieta so we'd go to big bear like yeah. every single weekend we went there yeah. And um, so anyway, I, I ended up getting pretty good. I wasn't amazing at it, mm-hmm. but I come down, I jumped off this sort of tree run and then this old lady was like sitting off the side and like you can, uh, you will be able to picture this old lady. Oh, Full on head to toe pink helmet, pink beanie, pink Standard. jacket, pink shorts, pink boots, pink skis, but pink can't poles. Ski. Couldn't <laughs> fucking ski to save herself. And like so, me with snowboarding. Yeah. Sickest kit. <laughs> I snap myself every time. All the gear, no idea. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, fully, <laughs> fully. So then she stands up, and I've just gone fuck, and I've yeah. tried to like bail out. No, so I missed her, so I kind of sacrificed myself. I would have killed this fucking wow. lady. So anyway, I've just cartwheeled down the hill. I ended up elbowing myself in the ribs, 
and um and I popped the valve off my kidney that was connected to my bladder and so like I was in the gnarliest pain so then I and I was behind the group and then everyone went down the bottom of the hill and I just was like I didn't know which direction anyone went so I just went straight down the the hill and I laid in the truck bed for like a couple hours until everyone come back by this stage I was like pissing blood I had no insurance over there and like because I lived the whole time there I, I had no insurance like a fucking idiot and um it's pretty standard yeah standard but um so then i'm like tripping sure, and I, i'm on expensive oh, it was gnarly i'm on my phone literally looking like if i buy travel insurance like i thought i was gonna die yeah and um so anyway went, we went back to the ho- uh to the house pissing blood vomiting blood i'm texting my mom i'm like fuck right like i'm not going to hospital like if i fucking cock it like i'm not gonna leave you guys with a million dollars in u.s fucking medical bills mom's like just go to the hospital so it it turned into this thing anyway i got i got through the night i was like shaking like violently shaking i was in that much pain and um my business partner's like dude like who gives a fuck like you gotta go to the hospital you're gonna die i was like i'm not doing it so then anyway wake up in the morning imagine how many cases there are like that of people not going to hospital and dying yeah well dude so like toby when he broke his fucking neck in uh in, you know toby price yeah, yeah 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 he broke his neck in mexico he like got life flight like man he had to pay a fucking enormous bill he got life flighted with a, in a helicopter imagine how expensive that was was it a couple of hundred thousand dollars it was a lot and uh and so and i had i knew that story i was like yep. i'm just not fucking doing it but anyway i woke up in the morning and i actually didn't feel too bad <laughs> So just need then, to sleep. So then I had, rest. Yeah, rest. rest. <laughs> <laughs> Helps with inflammation. <laughs> so then, anyway, I, I drove back to mm-hmm. I drove back to my place in in um oh, fuck I can't oh. even remember where I was living. Like this. Oh yeah, I was pretty sore. Yeah. But um, but then so I got back and then I had this big Red Bull shoot with Ricky Fowler and oh I was God. just like obsessed with golf and I'd never met him and I was like I feel like we'll be best mates <laughs> so, wow. so anyway I stayed for a month and I was I ate uh, I ate um, fruit salad and Gatorade for a month because I threw up everything every single thing you ate. so everything oh i ate God, i threw bro. up so i thought i'd fucked up my stomach yeah so then i was like oh that this is all right like i feel like i can actually deal with like fucking up my stomach yeah um and i'll be sweet how about alcohol and stuff like that we did you just I, have anything no nah, i didn't do anything okay. and i couldn't really drink anyway because okay. i used to get like severe hangovers okay so i never really because well, you only had one kidney yeah i never knew so then <gasps> mind blown yeah so then anyway I mom d- how come you ever never told me that i only had one kidney no one knew way eh? like it was fucking well that's crazy. usually what happens with guys with like that have like random heart attacks at like 40 years old oh well then when they were born they had a hole in their heart that they didn't yeah know. yeah you know they find all these underlying yeah it's probably missing blessing. limbs or whatever you know yeah, missing like, things yeah and blessing in disguise in the end really yeah but yeah so then i stayed there for a month i did this red bull shoot and i look at photos now like there's like a photo on my instagram of like us we're all in this like elevator and um dude i'm yellow like and i just didn't know like i was completely ignorant i thought it was a stomach thing i threw up every single meal that i ate for a month and i only i only ate um yeah i'm not gonna gonna hospital they almost didn't let me on the plane back to australia so (gasps) i I ended up why because i was that sick they looked at me and they're like what's wrong with you and I was just like, I was like, oh, I've, I've got like a stomach thing. Like I, I want to get back to Australia. So then anyway, I get on the plane. I finally get on the plane. I took uh, two Xanax on the plane. That would have been terrible for your stomach as well. The, so get this. So they, the, the chick said that's what saved my life. 
because my blood pressure was like 240 holy fuck. and that's why i just was throwing up constantly like that i was literally about to have a stroke so but like, probably on the flight too and that's what she said like a so, blood clot probably yeah. as well yeah so <gasps> i passed the fuck out on this flight like i don't remember any of it i don't remember the flight at all the host he had to like wake me up like they they literally were like whoa they're like dude this guy's like really fucked up and um so yeah i got off the plane straight to the straight to the um hospital and then got these scans and i was starting to have like a good day a bad day a good yep. day a bad day sort of thing so i i just wasn't tripping anyway maddie my brother's like can you come to Clipsal to help me do some filming and i was like ah oh, yeah if you need the help i'll do oh it so anyway i fly to Clipsal and which um, is in melbourne adelaide oh yeah and then i land and i don't have an aussie phone i've been living in america for like eight years oh i don't God. have a phone nothing so i land there and then my brother's just there like what like hey dude you've got to call an ambulance like you've got to go to the hospital and like they're really like you have to go right now so anyway, i called a taxi got to the hospital and um and yeah i was there for like 10 days i had my first surgery there and like oh it was a fucking saga dude like a full how did on... you not die no i just fucking <laughs> pulled through yeah but yeah so then they had to like cut out a bit of the kidney and then they had to like re-plumb it all so i had like three big operations on it and yeah so it was like a, it was a, it turned you have some a, good scars yeah i got like the full that goes all the way sweet yeah because they were like and then i got one that goes down there too from when like i had my intestines like cut out from when i had like a crash when i was a kid holy shit yeah, yeah. so now i don't really drink that much because like though. it fully explains my hangovers you can't i just like man i used to get like and the boys would always give you're me you're not shit. really missing out on anything no nah, not too much i'm pretty pumped on it yeah these days. like whoop dee yeah wow you can't like get fucked up on fizz wow no <laughs> how did we you even, must drink fizz how did we even get onto that topic tahoe was it just tahoe yeah tahoe <laughs> Fucking hell. have you told that story before on air? not on here like i think people know like a bit yeah. about i've never really gone like into that much detail about it it's amazing how many people do not get travel insurance in another country yeah. like you are tripping balls like oh, seriously man. but my insurance i had a cyst on my ovaries in um and it was it was i was flat out like doing shows i think i did a gig in miami in america and i c- could not stand up i was in the airport on the floor in a corner like oh. hid in a corner just like like i didn't know what i couldn't straighten out my legs like it was so fucked i'm like i have to get on this boat <laughs> this is how eager I am to get on stage. Like, yeah. this is how mental I am. People would well, quit. I, think I we, don't. Well, I think that's part of, like, what makes, like, people like us tick and, and like, kind yeah. of do... You just end up pushing through well, the I most I honestly believe shit. it is also your upbringing. I don't know. My dad was, like... My mum and dad are from Holland. They worked really hard. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And I think... I don't know. I think it's your upbringing. Like, my dad didn't fuck around. He worked hard, you know? So, he's very Dutch and... I don't know. In my, I think it's. I, I reckon I inherited a lot of stuff of him because yeah. he's such a tough worker. And I just like anyway. Now he's the boss at Bunnings, so he thinks he's like ripping. Um, <laughs> anyway, and then um, yeah, and then I remember being so sick, and I was on a, on a. I had to fly to Miami to then get on a boat. Oh, in the Bahamas again for a really big. Uh, four day festival on a boat yeah. for Rob Gronkowski from oh, the, um, the well the Bucks now the Bucks the now yeah yeah. yeah. No shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like me, Red Food. He seems like a fucking lord. Lord, 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 lord. I've got this video of him going, I partied with Brooke Evers. And it's like he's like full staunch. And then it was like front page news, Brooke and Rob Gronkowski are having like this Oh, pull that up, pull that up, pull that up. Yeah, just write Brooke and Rob Gronkowski. 
Good luck spelling Gronkowski. Love him. Make it happen. Fucking love him. I love him. Like, and his whole family. Like, they're just yeah. Because he's got he's got brothers. eh? yeah, yeah. Five boys, all the same size, all stars. I think one of them was the only one that didn't play professional sport. Yeah, right. Like, um, baseball or really NFL. Rob Gronkowski was spotted getting cozy, cozy. with smoking hot DJ. Bible. I didn't even know that. What there was you that? go. It's on yeah, Bible. Click, click on that top one there, Ronan. Yeah. Let's get in there. What? Are, let, let me see these saucy I'm good pics. Friend, I'm really good friends with this. Well, not really good friends, but I'm friends with his um, now girlfriend. Yeah, that, right. was at, that was at um, 11, I think. No shit. Yeah. Wow. So, the family is back together. Yeah. Do you know how big this guy is? He's so I've, I've met him once before, yeah. Oh yeah, there's my gigs. That was when I was um had a, f- a six pack and um I was on the road, just killing and it. And it no longer happens anymore. Now I'm back on the GC and I'm the size of a house. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. Body. Yeah. Fuck. No, don't worry. I'm so keen. My revenge body, I reckon, is going to be better than my original. That's so funny. Just because I'm so hungry to do sport again, yeah. like or just train. Yeah. It's amazing. Like, and, and you know what? I was talking to Harry about this. We went out for dinner the other night. God bless Harry. Kid. Anyway, God, I swear, way too much. But anyway, we're out for dinner. And he's just talking about I his think injuries. it's just this studio does it here. Yeah, like no, I was bad when I was on radio too. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I had to always get, I got in big trouble. Anyway, um, when I was with dinner with him the other night, he was like, I said, how do you keep, like, for instance, when he done his femur, I was like, how did you get in that headspace of, like, sitting literally and, and like, like, I don't know how you've dealt dealt with your injuries and having to heal for like six weeks and stuff mm. like that. How, like, how do you deal with that? And he's like, I just was like, the whole time I was resting, I was thinking I'm going to be so much better on the other end. Yeah. And I just kept thinking, oh, I'm going to go so much bigger and better afterwards. And I was like, you're so right. Like, that's how I should be thinking instead of me hating on like that. I've got this pelvis issue where I can't walk and I see all these pregnant women that are still training and still like, yeah, you know, going yeah. for big walks and I can't do any of that. And I was like, you're so right. Like, I should just, like, think about it like that. Just It's only nine months of your life. Then you've got this beautiful child that you can push a pram and train. Yeah, and it's exactly to what you were saying before about it's, like, good to miss someone. It's good to miss everything. Like, if you can, you know, if you can, like, keep that perspective. Like, it's kind of amazing that, like, having first time in my life, I know I don't, I'm not an alcoholic, but I love to have a drink and I love to have a good time. And I invested in an alcohol company. Like, I really love the whole industry of the alcohol industry and entertainment and everything. So, and then I was like, but I've had nine months off the piss. I've had like all these things. Like I haven't taken like a, I work with a um, a supplement company called Ghost. It's a massive American sports supplement. Yeah. Haven't taken a supplement since I've been pregnant. It's like amazing. Like it's a whole like blank slate. Yeah. And I'm going to change things like afterwards. You know what I mean? Like I'm not going to. What do you think you'll do different? I don't know, just like not abuse my body as much. Yeah. Because I feel so good and yeah. I look, I feel like I look better. My eyes are clearer. I feel the clearer. The eyes is a big one, eh? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. My eyes were always real bloodshot from DJing as well, but that's because I didn't sleep much. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know like the, the kidney thing for me was the, I was just invincible up until that point. Yeah. You know, like I burned the candle at both ends. Like we used to party. Like I... I'd, I really, I was never a fucking bender dude though. Yeah. Like I just couldn't do the bender thing. Like I always had to dip. It's, and I find that Gold Coast go harder than anyone I know. It's pretty fucking gnarly. It's, I reckon Gold Coast kids like Aussies in general mm. go 
hard. Yes. Compared to Americans. Oh, dude, 100%. Americans are scared of Matt and Chris. Yeah, I Because they just it. reckon he, they are just like the craziest two dudes ever. Well, I mean, I think that's probably the thing that like, I wasn't even really going that hard, but like I, in America, people would think like, oh, fuck, man, you party so hard. And I'm like, man, I'm a bitch compared to like my friends at home. Like <laughs> if I was on the Gold Coast, I'm dipping out way early right now. 100%. But like I, so I, I but I, I never had like the bender gear, but I definitely would like, I'd work insanely hard. I didn't give a fuck about sleep. Yeah. Didn't really care about what I ate. Yeah. I wasn't training a lot. Like I would snowboard and ride motocross or whatever every now and again, but I didn't have like a regime of training yeah. that I stuck to. And then the kidney thing happened and I was forced back in Australia. That that pretty much fucked me in America with like visas and stuff like that. Oh, with yeah. just the timing of like, I left the country when I didn't have my working visa. And That's then, another thing I have to renew as well that, They'll probably like. Oh, it's a fucking yeah, day. yeah, yeah. It's huge. But yeah, like, so the, it caused this shift to where now, like, if you ask me, like, my priorities in life, one of my top five priorities is just body and mind. Yeah. And it's like I put such a premium on like eating good and making sure I train. Like I started doing jujitsu and I do that pretty Epic. much every day. And it's just like there's a real premium that I've placed on that now, and that's pretty much been because of that kidney thing happening it's i guess the same with you being pregnant you know what i mean like it shifts your perspective and also i think hitting your 30s Mm. i don't know she stops being as easy yeah and uh, injuries and things just pop up and recoveries are harder and yeah 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 definitely but you go a little bit harder in your 30s as well so it's kind of weird i don't know did you feel like that like once you got into your 30s you were really like okay i'm not gonna fuck around anymore like put my foot down let's make it happen or did you kind of have that the whole time? I've always been real hungry. In my 20s, I was, I'll, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it. Even if it was for free. Yeah. Whereas now it's like, you know what? No, I'm going to get paid for that. Matt used to crack the shits real bad at me because I used to be like, yeah, I'll shoot that cover for free. Yeah. And then and then I did it for so long. And then now I'm like, man, I could have made probably so much money if I didn't say yes to all those yeah, jobs. Yeah, there's probably like a point though where... But, you, but people loved it. And I think that yeah. I wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't say yes to everything. Yeah, I think there's you a know? point where you've got to say yes to a lot of shit but then you get to the point like and and me and sammy talk about this now like sammy Mm -hmm. says yes to everyone i'm like you really need like you can't do that anymore you know what i mean like you're at a level now where like you've got a lot of shit going on you got you're doing real well like Mm -hmm. if you don't protect this and protect your time then shit can just start to like fucking go away you know so i think that there is a point where on the way up you have to say yes to every opportunity you got to open all these doors but then yeah. once you really figure out your lane and you've got like your shit going on then yeah. i think it, you sort of batten down the hatches a little bit and just like move in that one direction. thing i've really noticed though is oh this is probably so bad and so many girls are going to hate me for this and guys probably i feel like when i was in my early 20s like i worked and did so much shit right so much now i see these girls and they complain about the smallest thing, like, like, oh, they, you know, oh, it's too much of an effort. And I was like, man, I was dancing on a podium for a hundred dollars, and I danced all night, and I was exhausted till four a.m. in the morning for a hundred bucks, mm. you know. And you're worried about a post that you have to do for like three hundred, mm. like, you know what I mean? It's like, wow, like, I know that sounds so bitter, but no, I mean, I'm it's- just like, shut the fuck up, you know, like. Yeah, no, I it's pretty crazy. I'm kind of glad I grew up. Like, you know, who I was talking to the other day about this is um Dirt Shark. You know yeah, Dirt Shark? Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm really good friends with him, and we're talking about just like 
isn't it crazy? Like we're sort of blessed that we grew up um, the we are the age we are at now because we've seen like so many things before anything was like there was no social media really. Yeah, so it was yeah. like you had to like. God, I sound old. No, I, I yeah, think I it's, don't know. you. You are right. Like, and and I, I think that the people just didn't see the work that you put in yeah. back then because there wasn't that sort but of shit around. But I wish there around. was social media sort of like when I was back young. then. Yeah, but then you know what? I'm so glad there isn't. Is because everything I did was on print and negatives. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? I didn't get naked or anything like that. But I'm just saying, like, some of the things I, I shot and some of the things I maybe said and quoted doesn't exist because it was all print. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, okay, it's in files and archives down in Sydney and you could probably pull it up. But, like, everything, what there was no – there was MySpace. That was it. So there's nothing, like, online. So – and even when you Google, you can't really find much. Yeah, So it yeah. was all, like – so that was kind of good for a lot of people, like, including, like, there's some really big celebrities now that are probably in their 40s that wouldn't want any half that shit coming up. Yeah. Well, yeah, and we live in such, like, a different time. But yeah. I, I feel like – because I've thought about this. Like, I mean, I just – I probably say way too much shit on here that sometimes, like, I probably shouldn't. But at the end of the day, like, I, I feel like – and I've thought about this with – I've had some certain guests on that were, like, kind of a little bit controversial. And, if mm-hmm. you know, you get people that come after you and want to have a go at you. Like, I feel like people nowadays, they don't just, like, own it and, like, they do the apology thing and then they go off social media. And then it almost, like – kind of infers guilt and like infers that you've done the wrong thing and there was the intent to do the wrong thing and I don't, I've always thought like man if that shit happens to me I'm just gonna be like yeah sorry like I said what I said like fuck didn't mean it to be uh, like yeah. people it just doesn't seem like people do that though right yeah seems like there's a script that people follow and it's like it's the same shit but it's also so many things bite you in the ass like it, it depends on your status or whatever like I saw Justin Timblake do a big um post what was in the news that he's like apologizes to Britney Spears and stuff because she is the way she is and he had to apologize but I think it's obviously his management and stuff like that yeah yeah that it was, but I'm like just like isn't it like that just, whatever like happened weird... in their relationship and and then how it's affected Britney Spears you know or whatever like it just sucks that he has to do oh, I'm so on his side like I don't I'm, it That's probably what, sounds yeah. like I'm taking sides but it's just like oh but there's just a How script annoying. that people follow now. It's the same it's script, just, yeah. it's the same writing, like yeah, yeah. Um, but you can't get away with shit. Yeah. No, you definitely. Do you can. know what I mean? Yeah, but I think that's that what I actually worry about my children, my future children. Is just like you know, like when we were, when we were young, we didn't have camera phones. Do you know what I mean? And now there is camera phones, and you can film and take photos of anything. And you know, when you're going through as a teenager and you're experimenting and doing all weird stuff and. You know, like there's like always someone with a camera phone and that kind of mm. freaks me out because it's just – and you can just post it. Bang. Yeah. Like the shit I've seen on like – um, what was the app? Oh, my God. I just Snapchat. Yeah. Yeah, Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah. I can't, can't believe I just lost that. Yeah. It's like you, some girls post some pretty crazy shit at like 15, 16, you well, know? Dude, so how's this? Hey, Ronan, can you Google – um. Uh, fuck I don't know if it had come up but Lane the Saint like stolen car or something like that so Lane I got Lane the Saint you know Saint Lane that um rapper uh, yeah, yeah 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 so he's like a real good friend of mine he's been on the podcast a bunch of times I actually was asking I was actually asking someone does he have does he have management yeah he is a fucking lord who's his manager I'm not sure eh? I'm, I'm pretty sure he does have management oh, okay, cool. um, but yeah he's a fucking legend very yeah. very very talented yeah but yeah so how's this so um yeah uh, 
Oh, it's yeah, just yeah. him. Yeah, so maybe go two boys age 50. Oh. So it's him and his mate stealing something nah, back nah, in nah. the day. So what happened is, um, so he maybe just go on his Instagram, dude. Lane, I think it's just Lane the Saint. So he had these fucking kids. Lane the Saint, what a cool name. Yeah, he's honestly the coolest guy. Um, he had these fucking kids rock up to his house, yeah. stole his car, which is uh, his dead father's car, like the oh last thing that they like he left him. And um, so look at all these kids. So go, so go to that one there. Yeah, right there. They're fucking posting on TikTok in the stolen car saying that they've stolen this car and shit like that so then click out of it dude go to like the go down to like the dancing videos so these are these girls that are like they've stolen his his How car are they getting arrested yeah so i think they have been but then the so like the media obviously like blurred out their faces and They're stuff pieces of scum yeah so then lane's gone like fuck this i'm gonna like you want to post my like stealing my dead dad's car? Is this it? Yeah, yeah. So this is so it. Was a, it was a male and a female. Okay, so how did they get in the car house? So a bo- they broke in. So a, a, a guy and three girls broke into this house, and they're this all morning, like fourteen four and kids, fifteen. Three people broke into my house and stole my cat. Car, car and cash. It's an Audi Q5, Rego, blah, blah, blah. It's a nice car. Yeah, so his really? dad just his dad just passed away and that was the oh car that God. he left him. So yeah, these There's kids There's no are, insurance on the car? I'm not sure. I think it's more the sentimental value of it, you know what I mean? Like the fact that it was his dad's car. Um Wouldn't you just love to get up and oh, headbutt these little shits? Little fucks, eh? But you know what the problem is with these kids? They've got knives and stuff like that. You just don't know what like yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, how's the fucking... Like, so you want to talk about kids getting up to dumb shit with fucking phones, but Why man? is it so big at the moment stealing cars on the Goldie right now? <sighs> I wish it I It is so big. It's like become cool to steal a car. Yeah, and that's what I mean. They're like posting it on TikTok and all this bullshit. My girlfriend, she single, just newly single, two children that were asleep upstairs. They pulled open the garage. The She had her keys in like a basket thing, like near her door. Yeah. So, which kind of sucks, but like so many people do that. Like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, grabbed the keys, took the car with all her stuff in, in the car. She goes, I'm so lucky because her whole business is on her laptop. She's like, I'm so glad I took my laptop inside that night. They took the car. They also tried in a few other houses up as well, but they only got Jess's car. I shouldn't say her name, but anyway, can we wipe that out? Yeah, I'll <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. wipe that out. Make um, a note of the time, so we... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and she... They found it in Boondall, Brisbane Way, and someone had been shot in the car as well. What? And they were young kids. Fuck off. But get this, it took six months for the police to finally do something about the car. They were even going to give the car back to her, right? But then they found drug um, residue in, in the car. So they're like, okay, we have to keep the car for longer, la, la, Anyway, it went on for ages. She had to pay for a rental, even though she had the high insurance, stuff like that, right? It's so bullshit, right? It was just such a fuck around. She had to take her kids to school, you know? And then it got to a point where they ended up finding out that, that someone got shot in the car. Fuck me. So she, she was getting the car, and then she wasn't getting the car back. Then she went and got a lease for a new car. And then they're like, okay, no, no, we are going to give you the car back. And then she had to can't, like, it was just like the oh biggest, biggest shambles just because of these little shit that stole the freaking car so the problem is though is like you can't just go to the kids and be like the kids are the problem there's obviously something going on 
like on a like let's go back a few layers like do these kids not have shit to do what's up with their parents is there you know are they living in like low socioeconomic areas like there's got to be some shit that's going on like we're talking about it's kind of a little bit gang i think it's like these little gangs Mm. they're kind of like amongst themselves stealing going for these joy rides and just dropping the cars i don't think they're like stealing the cars to like keep and resell i think they're just yeah. doing it for like a little bit of fun yeah there's just the like nothing else going on yeah and i think a lot of kids are bored you know what it's like being 15 16 17 you can't go out mm. and you're a teenager and you don't want to go to like a disco for like under 18s that are like you know what i mean yeah yeah you're in that weird little age weird age that you don't even know like you want to go party and that's so true eh? oh i hate that age i remember hating it because i was like you can't you're not allowed to drink yeah but you want to drink and you want to be cool and go to over 18 stuff yeah, but you, yeah. so you're in that naughty era yeah well i had a fake id oh i didn't yeah see i got man i did like the i, I was don't too know naughty the, i don't know i, mean, I was the, too scared i don't know that i should admit to this i full like just fraud like proper fraud got a legit 18 plus card that's such and a like cans thing to do it was very cans thing to do <laughs> nothing to do up there but yeah like well so to be honest though my dad was the biggest fucking g ever like i never got into any problems with drugs or alcohol as a kid yeah purely because my parents were fucking savages onto it my my dad and mum were just like hey because i i I was like kind of they got the vibe like what are you doing man and then i kind of ended up cracking like oh i'm gonna go to a party and then dad it was like my first party that i wanted to go to i was probably like 15 and then mum and dad sat me down and they're like, so you want to go to a party? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, so you, do I'm you want to drink at this, this party? And then, dude, this is the move. Like, this is the best parental advice. That This is the best you parenting I ever got. You can have one West Coast cooler. No, this is what my dad did. My mum my and dad, they're like, you want to go to the party? Yeah. You want to drink? Or, nah, or do you want to drink? And we'd been drinking forever. Like, every time we got in our boat fishing, we'd have to have one beer. It was just like this thing that we did with dad. And um, so, anyway, dad's like, I will. He's like, here's the deal. It's on the table. It's a one time deal. You cannot fuck this up ever. And this deal stays on the table no matter what, no matter what party you want to go to, no matter anything. Don't fuck this deal up. And uh, so then he says, I'll go with you to BWS on the way to any party that you want to go to. I will drop you off at any party you want to go to rule is i pick you up that's it you never to get in a car with yeah, anyone drunk so you never because like it was pretty bad when we grew up like there was yeah. a lot of that shit going yeah. on up there Drink and driving there was no ubers and stuff you know no nah, and and we fucking never got into a problem and my yeah. dad and mum, true to their word they went out they bought all of us alcohol and then we went to parties Pick. yeah and they got a free pickup oh, i used to come home like and <laughs> i used to act sober every time like now i look back and i was like fuck you're a dickhead like you were 16 you were dumb, fucking though. maggot like if i, I could see <laughs> i could see any 16 year old kid now be like you're fucking how drunk. good how bad is it like when you drank so much and you spewed so oh, badly when you're to- like 16 or something oh gosh and we used to just—I come home like being in fucking fights and got blood all over me and like fucking throwing up out of the window. Cairns is good with fights, eh? Oh, I've fuck. DJ'd so many times at Gilligan's. I was gonna say yeah. Gilligan's, eh? Yeah, How good is that, it? Oh, it's the best. It freaking is the best. Uh, I love Cairns. I love North Queensland. Like, dude, is Gilligan's one? To, so to me, I've been to a lot of clubs in a lot of places all over the world. Gilligan's is fucking up there for like a regional city, oh. dude. Like that place is lit on a good so night. So lit, like. <laughs> Yeah, I just remember stumbling around that joint. So that was one of my first shows. Like when really? I was, yeah, 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 yeah. I got booked for the Gilligans when I was young. Like heaps, you know, like 
Would that have been like an intimidating place to play back then? Yeah, it was pumping. Pumping. So what year would that have been? That would have been, um, I don't know, like say seven years from today. So what? Do you know what I mean? I don't know what so year like that 14, is. So like 14, 2014? Yeah. Probably, nah, like 2015, 2016, I think. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. I would have been in America wasn't, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't really um, doing the biggest shows back then. But yeah, no, no. I would say, yeah, 16, 17. Yeah, definitely. Or maybe 16. Yeah, 16. Yeah, so I remember <gasps> like when I was when I was probably, what year would have been like peak fucking Gilligan's for me? Would have probably been like 07, 08. And like, man, you could go there on a Thursday night, and it was just a capacity. Like and the pool the, out the back, yeah. the fucking like and they the big do all the um big football trips. So you'd have like yeah. a lot of like rough boys all together in all different teams, and but then I'd go from there to to Mackay, and then you, you go to Rocky, and then you do like heaps of different regionals. <sighs> rough was that so mining was, towns? Ugh. Oh yeah, I bet it would have been fucking hectic. Sick. So was that like, did you have a plan from when you first started doing it? And because that's like kind of how you would have had to start, right? Like doing like the regional oh, stuff, yeah. like building it up from the yeah, yeah, ground yeah, up. Yeah. Like, but well, regional shows are sick because yeah. they're just, everyone's wild, yeah. you know? And I, I love regional Australia. I love it. I think it's great. And I don't know. Australia is pretty epic. It is pretty epic. Yeah. So did you think though, like this whole time, like you had this plan, I guess because you're around Matt, like you could kind of see the possibilities. Like, did you think like you were going to get to that level and to the level that you are now? I had a pretty good mentor. So, yeah. Um, did I think I was going to get to that level? Like, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say, you know, I think of like David Guetta as like the highest level. Yeah. So I'm nowhere near David Guetta. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm still on the road. Like, and then I, I'm stopping for a while just because I want to be a mum. But, um, I'm definitely, I've actually got a few bookings for the really? end of the year. Yeah. One in June and then one in November. So I've, I've just got them penciled in because I'm like, you know what? That's a, a bit of a goal I can yeah, work yeah. towards. The one in, june or july is in ipswich it's for the ipswich cup yeah i don't even know if i'm allowed to announce that but who cares um no one listens to <laughs> oh, this anyway. doesn't, yeah don't worry it's all good and uh, look i love ipswich i love ippy yeah. i love the people there yeah. so it's a really and i reckon that'll be a really good one to kick it off like yeah. um and it'll just give me more of a just a bit of a drive and i can literally drive up drive home yeah and i'll be four hours you know what i mean like it's yeah. gonna be it'd be okay and um yeah, I'll just have to choose. Everything will just be a lot harder. Um, in saying that, like, as I said, what we were saying before about knowing where I'd be before, like, um, like uh, seeing where I'd be, I don't know, can't word it properly. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I just, like... Were you th- just taking it as it came the whole time? Yeah, and also because I had such a really good um, profile already built before yeah so everyone's like oh here we go brooke evers bikini girl dj like eh. i was like listen mate it is so hard to get on stage and to mix music live who gives a shit what you look like yeah. or who gives a shit what your history is you still got to get up on stage you still got to perform yeah and put on a good show so shut your mouth because like yeah i can do anything i put my mind to yeah because so was there a lot of resistance that you were facing when you first got got into it because there really wasn't a lot of chicks doing it no and you had to be a like i felt like djing for girls you had to look a certain way and you had to have a certain persona and oh brooke's just a bikini model from zoo and of course she's like getting big shows and stuff like that no mate like sorry but i still had to work really hard to shoot for zoo and stuff like that and then i just 
started DJing because I love clubs and I love music and I love performing because I came from a performing arts background Yeah. as a dancer. So I've always been on stage. So, and I know beats and I know music really well. So I was like, it was an easy transa- transition. And now I'm doing these sick ass shows. And like, for instance, like I've been a resident DJ at a club in Sydney called Home Night Club. It's a super club. Yeah. It's probably, I reckon production wise and, um, Construction wise, it's the best room to DJ in. Yeah, like right. It like in Australia or it's, just it's anywhere. in Sydney. It's unbelievable. Yeah, but it, is it the best in Australia or just globally? The best in, I reckon the best in Australia. Really, by, by far. They do really big production shows in there. Anyway, so we've been doing these shows. I've been doing these choreographed shows with the team at Home Nightclub now for like six years where we we have an incredible intro where the lights go down and black and then everyone's like whoa what's going on and then we have these amazing like costumes and I have all the dancers and we have a proper show and um that's all that's what I've always wanted to do yeah. I wanted a production show yeah you know and I would love to get to that point in my life where well I don't know if I'm t- it's too late or not but um to do bigger bigger production shows but it's it's just a money thing you know a lot of clubs don't want to pay a dj and dancers and all that sort of stuff so but um yeah that was always my goal and and then i nailed it with with home nightclub and and i just love coming home and doing that show and i'm very happy that i got to that point so i'm very happy like yeah and i've not many australian girl djs are touring the states you know what i mean yeah and i've been doing it for a few years and um met some incredible people that are now considered my really good friends yeah it's opened doors to like ghost supplements and and like all these different avenues and you know i've met like all the gronks family and like it's just i don't know it's just been um, the most amazing ride and do you most incredible ride and stories and experiences and yeah and is it cool to like is it cool to be like almost a godmother of the chicks that have come after you like Aussie girls that have like killed it because there has been a lot of like really great Aussie female DJs yeah um yeah but like when I started it was like kind of like when Alice in Wonderland and yeah. like a few other girls and I'm in no comparison to Alice in Wonderland we're not even in the same category she's a really good friend of mine I did um a show with her and Gilligan's. Oh, like, no shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I was not even... I wasn't DJing. I don't, maybe I was a warm-up for her or something. And I remember watching her and I was like, whoa, you're going to be a real good DJ, eh? Like, you're going to have a really good career. <laughs> yeah. And um, she actually rang me that week and I was like, you're going to be so successful. You are so... She was playing off four decks and she was just going mad. And I was like, fuck, she can DJ. She must be like a full bedroom, like, yeah, in- yeah. musician. Like, yeah. she's amazing. And, um, yeah, now she's a absolute superstar that does huge mega shows at, like, Red Rocks and, yeah. like, all those amazing venues. And, yeah, good on her. Like, yeah. sick. Aussie, killing it, female, mad. I watched, uh, I watched a set she did. What was that? There's that one fucking... On YouTube? Yeah, it's like a room in LA. The boiler uh, room? Is yeah. it boiler room? Uh, yeah. I, um, <sighs> isn't it like Mix Mag? Isn't it? Yeah, Mix Mag is, I think it's the. Yeah, I can't. No, boiler room's channel? in the UK, isn't it? Um, but anyway, anyway, there's this one show that, that she did on there. Because I've never seen a live, and I was just like, holy fuck. Because like, yeah, there so is a lot good. of elements, and a lot of people just think that DJing, like, a lot of times they're just getting up there and press and play, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of like the most common thing that yeah. people think. Oh, yeah. Pretty, you could do that, babe. What's that? 
press play. Yeah, I know, but um, that's not what you guys do. No, well, it's just like I don't know. I think you've got to um, I like our, just like the formation of music song like different songs is like broken up into sections and and that also comes so weird for me i look at like a a track and i feel i break always break it up into into bits and then see what bits can mix with other songs and and i think that also comes from um like growing up being a dancer and knowing how to come in on certain beats and yeah and yeah, I don't know. Anyway, but that's but Alice in Wonderland's completely different. Whereas she she's more production and she's a composer. Like she she's plays, making her she own makes, songs. She makes beats and stuff. Yeah. Whereas I'm not. I, I work with in the studio with producers and stuff like that. I'm not very technical with yeah engineering music engineering. Yeah, yeah. But I, there's like different lanes for DJs. Yeah, there's like, like so many different lanes. But now DJ world is it's doesn't really exist right now what, what just in terms of because of, of covid, COVID. Yeah, yeah 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 like there's D- dj like i look at like zed and he's painting pictures in his house like he's just doing nothing like going it's, from it's like so super, bizarre too and like what yeah. people like transition to yeah you kind of sit yeah it's like a weird insight into yeah. what people are like when you take away like their one thing that they can do and then you see like where their brain goes next yeah but i think i look at a lot of um i look at a lot of of people in the industry they're all really turning to fitness yeah. because they've never had this sleep they've never had a structure of food they've never had uh, a personal trainer so all of them are looking yeah. real fit everyone's looking real fresh you know what i mean but next year i think this year's not happening but next year i think when everything opens hopefully next year um everyone's going to come back so hard yeah. with so much music and uh, entertainment will be so big yeah, that's true. Like festivals eh? are going to be really heaving. Like, there's actually a festival March 13 at Doug Jennings Park. Really? Uh, yep, yeah, at the Spit. No shit. Who's on Massive. that? Massive. Headline is Timmy Trumpet, Will Sparks, and then it's like Hooligan Hefts, um, like a bunch of other acts. It's no pretty shit. amazing. They've already sold like, like a lot of tickets. Really? Yeah. They'll. It'll be a ten thousand pe- person festival for sure, wow. and that's huge because. Yeah, to, festival to go from 50, 50 people and like yeah. no dancing. We've, we, Gold Coast is killing it. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, like I mean, on the weekend, like because of because of COVID, friggin' everything got shut down. So there's so many people that have lost. Like Fisher was meant to do a gig in Melbourne, got cancelled. Oh, like yeah, so yeah, many yeah. like gigs got cancelled again on the weekend. Like that drives people nuts. Well, it's crazy too when you think about like the like so Matt and Chris played at um at the Pav. Was yeah. it at the Pavel? Was it no? no it was Pink a Pink Monkey. Monkey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really good. Yeah, dude, that's what Sam was sending me video. He yeah, asked me to come out, and I fucking flagged it, and I was like, "Oh, it actually looked pretty sick." Matt, Sam tried to keep up drinking with Matt, and I was like, "Just, it's a really bad. It's gonna be bad." And then he's like, "Oh, I got so sick afterwards." I was like, "I told you yeah, he not went, to drink with Matt. He's really bad because he's a big drinker." Yeah, and we um we went riding the next day, oh, yeah, and it was that. like a trillion degrees, dude. Like, oh. oh. Man, the sweat coming off the great man was out of control. He's the great like, man? Who's <laughs> the great man? <laughs> no, the great man. Yeah, he would have been sweaty. Yeah, yeah. That was um, but then, like, Fisher played at the Pav. So, like, and they're oh, not sick. they're not traditionally, like, venues that, no. you know, those guys would play at. So, I mean, even that's been kind of cool. Yeah, Pav's, like, smart. You make tons of money if you got Fisher playing. Yeah, yeah. But it costs a lot of money to, to get him to come, you know? Yeah, yeah. Man, his rise is insane so right so dude it's so funny with i'd love to get him on here one time but yeah. I, I don't know yeah i don't I'll know if he'll do it. but yeah like i remember because i've been into surfing forever 
And I used to follow him like from Instagram way, but when it was like follow the fish TV was like his so Instagram. I think, was was just Venmo, the, I think it was the VMO, you know, the, the, uh, the, um, you know, VMO. Is oh, it? Vimeo. Vimeo. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah when yeah, he uploaded yeah, that, yeah, he had a yeah. channel. Yeah. 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 Follow Sponsored the f- by F Reef. Yep. Yep. Yeah, follow the fish sick. TV back in I the day. I think that's where it all started. Like he was always a pro surfer. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think that's where it really caught on that this kid's like funny as fuck. Well, and he just like his personality didn't fit in surfing. Yeah. And it's like, he was this awesome surfer and he was like in the sand everyone fucking loved him like he was just the the dude or in in that industry yeah but like i just don't know that surfing kind of knew what to do with him like yep. or how to because he he had like good sponsors and shit yep. like that he was so fucking out of the box yeah and then to just go and just to transition the way that he did into so music good. and it like fits his personality so well like he gets to just fucking send it and, ca- oh, no. and carry on but like man the way that like a rise of a star and an international star mm. too you know like oh mate he's he's a big deal everywhere europe i went sorry i was with him and didn't he um, play tomorrowland yeah yeah fucking hectic mm. timmy trump plays he was on the main stage really yeah i went to tomorrowland winter in france no shit babe you don't understand it was bet- it, the festival okay so you had to it, pull up um, a picture of Tomorrowland France no for Tomorrowland Winter oh, Tomorrowland just type winter. in Tomorrowland Winter oh my god you catch this car up the mountain all the way up to the top of this mountain and then you go over it and then down it was like this it's, it's like the festival in the bottom surrounded by this mountain whoa and it's snowing so you're at a festival and it's snowing what the fuck babe it's and you snowboard all day and then you party all night it is like the most beautiful beautiful festival that gives me like a weird feeling i know it trust me it's like <laughs> gives you like the jitterbugs that gives me a weird yeah. feeling i'm like i kind of feel like i should be there see how you're, you're in a, like a village fuck yeah it's so fucked up so you stay around there everyone stays around there you got to be pretty rich i reckon to go to this festival because it is so expensive like and so to how did stay that, there and everything and so how did that come about oh timmy was on the main stage so we had to so go does there. matt manages yeah yeah okay i don't know that i've ever heard a timmy trumpet song like cause i'm not freaks okay yeah definitely yeah it's like a massive hit yeah yeah um yeah shit yeah, so this was a really... And then they cancelled it. We were going to go... Like, oh, we honestly really wanted to go. So that got cancelled. It got cancelled again this year. I really wanted to go to that festival because it's in the snow. Yeah. So you're in snow gear at a festival. Yeah. Epic. Have you um, have you been to, like, Burning Man and shit like no. that? No. Okay, so Matt went to Burning Man last year and re- or the year before and he reckons it changed his life. But I... I'm not it's like I'm not ready for Burning Man yet you yeah. know what I mean I'm just like not really I'm the type of person that likes to go to a festival for like five hours and call it quits because I just like it's too hectic or yeah. I don't know just Burning Man I can't I don't know if I could be in a festival for like four days in a car showering I don't know have yeah. you been nah I really wanted to I go I really want it. you know when I want to go I want to go when I'm like in my 60s or 70s or something yeah, and just be when like my that. kids are grown up and I'm like f- free like I don't know it's just like be this acid weird grandma. yeah fully <laughs> acid grandma like and just run around topless as acid grandma like oh. with hair in my bum and just peace out yo yeah um I don't know I just I ha- I'm not ready for burning men yet 
Yeah, see, I, f- I feel like I was ready, but I j- it just got clipped from me. There yeah. was something, there was one year that I was going to go. It depends on who you're going with too, I feel like. You need a, a, a solid crew. Yeah, yeah. Like a good crew that are like really open-minded and know what's, happy what's to just, up. if you get lost, I'll be sweet. You know, like I feel yeah. like, because it's like. Because it's a very transient place. Yeah, and I feel like there's you could get lost and, yeah. and you won't find someone for 24 hours or something, but. Yeah. Are you going to be all right, you know? Yeah, man, I, I was going to go... Um, something... There was a shoot happened. Because I, I know this dude, he's like a really rich banker dude. Like, it's a, just a, one of those random the connections. Rich one, the rich older men love it, hey? Yeah, man. Like, he he, he used to take uh, a bus and uh, he would drive a, his... I think he... It was like in Canada that he kept this bus and he had like this sick house in Canada and then he'd like drive it from this bus from Canada down to... Um, Burning Man and then he'd get like crazy amounts of like acid and mushrooms and DMT and See, shit. I'm scared of that stuff. And like I was just like man I'd love to go there. And, but what about and your poor this. kidney? Yeah, not true. <laughs> you don't want to be stuck in Burning Man with this fucking swollen gut. Yeah, I know. But like I was just so keen to go with him. Just I feel You know like what, bro? Though if you probably took mushrooms it's probably the drug of choice for your body. That would probably be yeah, yeah. the right thing to take. Have you ever done mushrooms? No. Yeah, I think mushrooms are the most friendly drug you can do. Yeah, I feel like just for health reasons but yeah no I haven't yeah mushrooms I'm pretty scared of that sort of hallucinogenic type of stuff well the thing is though is like if if the best way to do it is to get someone that um, grows them Mm -hmm. and then you they just put them in like a blender and then you weigh them and you put them in capsules and then you put them in like half gram capsules because so like there's pretty much just like dealing a mushroom (laughs) mushroom advice (laughs) but yeah so you do you get like a a capsule and then so two grams is considered like a recreational dose Mm -hmm. where like your like reality will like change a little bit like people's faces will look a little bit different you might see some fucking weird shit but it's not like a yeah but it's very very friend like friendly if you do it in the right way so but like you can do like or you can double dump and like get really fucked up well, yeah, they call them like a hero dose. Oh, that's so you can take like, like a, a few people I know. Yeah, like five, six grams, and then like nothing is the same. The world's completely different. You're in a completely different place. Yeah. Like you're on the fucking ride until the ride stops. But yeah, like you can do it to where you have like if you have like a half gram. Have you been to ayahuasca? No, I haven't okay. done that. No, there's. A, I was actually a friend. Um, she just said that she's booked it down in Byron stop yeah you can do it down in byron wow yeah there's like shamans down there that do it but um god help me yeah are you interested in doing anything nah, like that no nah. yeah i see i don't know if like that have I, you seen gwyneth paltrow's goop on netflix no nah. oh she da- is that she the one where she did goop? a show and they talk a lot about drugs it's like a well no they just they just dive into different topics and things one of the episodes is she takes all her staff to uh, an ayahuasca oh, type of thing yes yeah yeah, yeah 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 i haven't seen it but i've heard she it did, doesn't do it but she, her all her staff does and they film it really yeah how'd it look to you um it just look i don't like i don't know i just feel like with a lot of those things like they really interest me but i don't like to be put in situations where i can't just quickly escape like yeah. i can't like i'm kind of have to ride it out like i don't know nah, i just no, and I don't like out-of-body experiences. I don't like, you know, going back to a, maybe a memory that I don't really want to think mm. about or, you know, I don't know. Yeah, that, that's... I really love the present. I really love yeah. my life and I don't really need to morph it into something that... And that's totally fine. Yeah. That, that is... But enough. I can understand people that do it. That I, There's a lot of, like, 
interesting people that I love to death that have been to Mer- ayahuasca like four times. Yeah. You know, like so yeah. I don't know, it's just not me. But. Yeah, I think some people are some people are like called to it. I definitely think um yeah, definitely like the one thing with um mushrooms is like a crazy one because you you get to a point where you can like really feel like a lot of love and compassion but mm. i think you can do the same thing on mdma like i'd say like probably my gnarliest drug experience ever was mdma mm. and it was at fucking uh x like randomly like full spiritual like it was like x games after party i was like in, in the corner with like some writer and we opened up yeah i didn't i was so fucked i didn't talk to anybody like wow. it was like it was full on and it was just like x games in the Sydney, states Sydney. Oh, Sydney. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, like Ozex games. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the wow. Aussie one. Were you there? Yeah, I've done all of them. Yeah. DJed at all of them. Yeah. yeah. So Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. The one in Sydney where Oz- it pissed down rain. <sighs> yes. It was only a couple of years ago. But yeah, yeah, like it was, Um. yeah, so I just I had I wonder this. if that will be on again this year. I fucking hope so. Yeah, same. Fuck. Oh, well, Nitro, Nitro World Games is on, I think, oh, at the yeah. end of the year. I said to Adam, Adam Bailey, yeah, I was yeah. like, please, even if I'm like, I don't care, I really have to do that gig. It's my favourite, favourite gig ever. Yeah. Oh, man. It seriously is. And they're just the best dudes, oh, too. Just like, the, the I just love the crew. Yeah. Like, I just love the crew. It's a fam- it becomes family. Yeah. And it's way easier just to get me again rather than having to employ someone else and teach them. I'm so, pretty sweet. sure your job is extremely secure with... Uh, X Open. Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, Adam, if, if you're listening, see you in uh, November or yeah. whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I had I had this MD and I was like, and it was really, just really good. And like I literally felt like the most love I've ever felt in my entire life. And literally every single... Day? No, yeah, it was that good that I like... It, oh, wow. It, yeah, I just... It was, was that good that you felt great the next day? Well, it was more like I felt shit. Like yeah. I felt the way that you feel. But the perspective, like every single person I looked at in this fucking party, I was like, I literally love you. Like I just, it was, it was, <laughs> but it was not like it was actually in like a perspective shifting wow. way where I was just like. What was it the end of the whole game like thing? It was like just an after party. Oh yeah, right. But yeah, and but it was just like a real intense experience of like everyone felt the same as me. Like that I was wasn't, on it? yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. Just oh. I, I like looking out into the world. I just saw everybody as if they were myself. Yeah, as I, I loved everybody in the same way that I would like love and care for myself. Yeah, just changed my, just was like a spirit. It was so overwhelming that it became a spiritual experience. Yeah. How would your parents about feel about you talking about how you took MDMA? Mm, I don't know. They I don't, don't think, care. I don't think they like it. But oh. they don't listen to this because no. I think they know. Yeah, but, right. Yeah. Best to be not listening and Yeah. But I think like honestly I think it like can help people because there's some people that like need that kind yeah. of shit. Like some people find it really hard. I'm sure your parents dabbled in a few little Nah, I feel like they didn't though. Really? Yeah. Just from man, from Cairns, small town. Like oh, your parents like are literally yeah, from We're Cairns, like, like fourth generation. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, my dad's like fucking dutch man from amsterdam like he's probably done it all times 20 oh yeah yeah you know what i mean so i'm not my family's very open like i could probably tell my parents anything and that'd be pretty fine matt thinks it's quite wild that i do open up Mm. to my parents and speak to them the way i do but um we had no filter in my house growing up and i could literally if i wanted to take drugs i would come home and tell them like you know it was just one of those yeah well so it's it's kind of weird for for us because like we had some bad stuff with drugs in the family okay and and i and i didn't take drugs until i was like 25 Mm. 
So like I waited a really long time and I was I was of the opinion that I would not take drugs. Yeah. Like I was like I will not do it my entire life. Yeah. And now I I I don't recreationally really take drugs like I smoke weed. Yeah. But then but that's it. So like a, and I was always worried that as soon as you took drugs you got addicted to drugs. Oh my gosh, weed. That's probably you know I hate weed so much. Really? I've done it a few times and I honestly I green out vomit for like hours no shit yep, but do you just so do, too, do you just smoke too much or even if no, you just I have a just, little bit i think it's just because it's some of it you get is so manufactured yeah like, are you having it in la yeah 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 it's, it's fucking so strong, strong. Right yeah i just green out and mm. i try to be cool and do it and it's like game over Man, like, you can get <laughs> i'm like whoa and i'm like Ugh. <laughs> yeah, no, I've I, been out the front of my house Can't even get to the front door <laughs> Because I'm trying to get in from a party And then I'm like I'm so green I'm literally in the grass green Green oh, Well yeah. there, there, there's a weed culture in LA. That's where I started That's where I, I started smoking weed I don't know how these girls can smoke The amount they do, do It's just wild People over in Australia Have no idea about weed culture in America eh? It's like Nothing yeah. It's like Nothing. I used because I've worked in the studio a lot with a lot of like people, and they just smoke weed like in the studio. And I'm like, I start getting high. I think like just fuck yeah, that shit is real. And then you get a headache because you're not really on it, but you are, and you're passively on it. Well, the 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 crazy thing with America is like prescription drugs, like fucking lean. Like man, there's I've seen crazy shit in recording studios with. I just can't believe as well. People, okay, this is another thing like weed and driving people mm. smoke weed and drive cars how the fuck do you drive a car like i just can't yeah you well you've probably done it because <laughs> <laughs> you were there and doing it but like a lot of guys love you know smoking weed and driving but i'm like gosh i can't even see properly when i'm yeah i think it's just like a tolerance thing yeah, to, to true, you know true but yeah the um i'm a bit of a lightweight yeah but the 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 prescription drug culture and just drug culture in general like painkillers man like i'd never taken a painkiller i got oxycodone codeine yeah um when i had this cyst on my ovaries when when i was in miami and um oh fuck it was so bad i went to the hospital in miami and they said oh they didn't really know what it was so they're like they were i don't even remember because i was so in pain that i just don't remember and i was like i have to do this gig so they're like here take this oxycodone or whatever it's called and um to get through the weekend so i did was it in america it was yeah. in america oxycotton that probably was yeah yeah, yeah, yeah what yeah. i forgot what it's yeah, called yeah i took half of one it was like the most gnarliest drug ever yeah. it just wiped me complete out like it was insane it was actually pretty amazing but it was insane i could only take a half it was so heavy. I was like, I can't believe they just randomly give them out. Like, dude, like prescriptions, like man. Like, you just go and you just get it filled. They got like drive-through fucking prescriptions. Like, yeah, you I can know. send through your prescription over there, yeah. and then you just drive through. Get kind of like, like a happy I, meal. I actually kind of like that stuff though. Like, if you need something, it's like really quick. You get a text saying pick up. Like, it's yeah. pretty. The systems like, and I love drive-through ATMs. Oh, dude, I'm <laughs> so <missed> good. <laughs> it's like lean out of the car. Like, you can literally stay in your car at all times. Drive-through Starbucks. Drive-through. 
ATMs, food, anything, just literally live in your car. Yeah. yeah but you're on the road so much because of that traffic that you just sometimes, it's kind of... Yeah. Is the is the drug scene pretty gnarly with DJs? Like, is that something that fucks a lot of DJs up and, like, a lot of careers? Or do you think that it's, like, kind of just people that probably wouldn't make it anyway? Because if you are real serious about it, you probably wouldn't fuck I yourself with drugs. I think drugs in any industry is fucked. Yeah, true. I don't know, but you got to remember, drugs go back to, like, rock star days probably when yeah you know what i mean yeah like rolling stones and shit like that but um i don't know i don't you don't really see it i yeah. don't anyway i like i it's more booze like i just drink and then just go to the show and leave i just kind of don't really hang around anyway so yeah maybe, maybe. Yeah. i don't really because i feel like that's something that people would assume about like that career i think anyone that is in the nut like people assume that people in night clubs are mm. doing drugs you know what i mean which is when I first started DJing, I did not touch even a drop of alcohol for probably like three years because I was so scared of stuffing up like yeah, my mixing. Yeah. So I purposely wouldn't. I'd maybe do it afterwards, but I would never drink on the job because yeah. I wanted to be so focused. But then Matt said to me, he's like, you're so nervous before a show, you need to have a shot. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, I can't, Matt, because I've got to focus. He goes, trust me. I had my first shot before a gig once and I was like, holy shit you feel 10 times better way more like chilled and the transitions were so much better because you're, you're not like as relaxed stressed about it, about yeah, it. like yeah. so like it was way smoother and i was like right i'm gonna drink a bottle of tequila every time before a gig now <laughs> like you know what i mean yeah but well that's kind of watch it a little bit but that's kind of one of the things i was like i guess that's why drugs have been around for so long was because they do have a function yeah. like they definitely can 100%. they can definitely change your perspective you could they can definitely change like your level of anxiety yeah but i guess like but then you gotta live with it the next day and you're on you, mm. got, you got to get from a to b right and well, if you got on it all night like fuck, that's that's the one reason why also i hated drinking too much um at a show because you've got to get on a plane at 7am yeah and nothing's worse than travelling real hungover it's so bad through the states you know oh, what I mean because yeah. there's pretty much like a layover sweet. everywhere yeah layover everywhere and then if you lose your bags you're in that situation and it's just like oh it's just yeah it's always just not it never ends good never yeah. ends good and I think like you can use like everything's a tool too like you could use like you said a shot before a gig can like mellow you out and and actually aid in your performance but there's like a point of diminishing returns with everything yeah so it's like you, you just i'm pretty bad like i'll like hang around afterwards and then next thing you know it, it's 5 a.m i'm like shit i've got to be at the airport in two hours oh it's so bad i've done that five billion times but i guess that's like speaks to your personality though and it's probably like a reason you get the gigs in the first place is because you're like such a fucking lord to hang out with oh, you know babe. what i mean hundred you know what my agent did say now he is been in the industry for a long long time he was like you know he he worked with ja rule and like all uh, mariah Carey, and like he's worked with everyone a little indian guy called sujit and he's from and he owns an agency called scam artist but spelled yeah, right. s-k-a-m that's the agency i'm with and he um oh gosh i love him so much and one thing he did say to me when i first moved to la because i was like so like naive and he's like drink with the promoters yeah have fun with the club owners have fun with everyone that works in that club and i was like okay because i was always like oh no no no, i can't I drink be i've got to be behavior. like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah i was yeah. like that he goes no 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 get fucked up and stay there till five and like he gave me that yeah. that advice 
that was the best advice anyone could ever give me because they don't give a shit how good you are at DJing. They just love you, so they'll book you. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's how it kind of happened. And it was like the best advice. And I was like, you're so right. And now half those people that are those club owners, they're my great friends. Yeah. They're the ones that write me messages saying happy birthday, babe. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like they're like now my really good friends. So I don't know. It's just a really good word of advice to ha- just, just go have fun with them. Yeah. Don't act like a diva. Don't come in with attitude because you're DJ. You know, like literally don't yeah he's like yeah that was my really good advice but because i've seen some djs that walk in like full snobs and like i'm like your career is gonna end so quickly if you have Mm. that attitude that you're a god you know because you're not yeah yeah and there's there's unless i'm like someone really famous we sorry does does that mean that we we have to go? No, no. I think it means... You got an some, email? Yeah, an email or something, <laughs> something weird. Like First email of the day. Yeah. Oh, it's, been a, it's been a good... Uh, it's been good not to get any. Uh, what what was some stuff that was just like really fucking tripped you out that, uh, in the way of like, I cannot believe that this is my life and this is happening and that I'm oh in this God, situation. Oh, my God, so many. I bet there's some fucking epic ones. I've just... Um what was like the first one? What was the first time where you were just like, get the fuck out? I think just like getting booked for something random like, um, like, oh, like, I don't know. Just when I first started DJing, I'd be like, oh, you got a gig in Bali and you're flying to Bali. And I'm like, oh my God, like me, I'm flying to Bali. And then you go to this club and it's like, oh my God, it's a super club. And then you're like staying in the most beautiful hotel and everything's done and sorted for you and you've got drivers and, and it was like, this is so amazing and you do I don't know just and then it just got there from like other than shows I've been doing um what shows have been just like wow I've had some shows that give me like full tears because it's just so heaving of like just good energy and happiness and oh I just that's the addiction that's yeah, why it gonna, keeps you going. That's yeah. why people do it. That's why fucking Tiesto's 50-something still doing it. Because yeah. it's just like, how can you not want to do that? Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. When you when you were talking about um, when you kind of started feeling like real down and depressed at the start of this whole yeah. COVID thing, is it's like, because it's got to feel amazing to just, like the energy that Your you get. Your highs are real from, high. Yeah, yeah. And then when it's not there, it's like, well, it's a bit low. That's why I can understand why some DJs get a little bit down. Mm. when they're not on stage. Do you know what I mean? Like, so their normal life is not yeah. as, like, because it's so just, how can you go from DJing at Tomorrowland like, <sighs> like that? look at that. Like, being like, in that's that. actually not real. To then going into your hotel by yourself. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it pretty, gnarly for, it's pretty gnarly for your brain. Like, you well, know what and I mean? Because there's been a few. Same with sports stars, though. Mm. You've just run, you've just played State of Origin. And then you go home to your hotel by yourself. Like, come on, it's a little bit of like same. It's the same brain. Mm. You know what I mean? It's the same um, science. Yeah, and like, does anyone around you like? Can you manage that, or is that something that is just like this just really gotta, hard oh, thing? That's to go why through. You, I reckon you've got to keep fit. Yeah, because as long as you stay fit and you eat good, you keep, you're happy. I think it's the people that eat real bad food on the road because that's it seriously happens to you. If you start eating really bad, you're not sleeping well. 
you know, you're just like going, 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 going. I think that that really affects you mentally, but it affects everyone mentally. Yeah. You know? Well, I think like even for me lately, because we've had like some crazy months where like this whole thing is just going like from here to here and it's just instantly and then it happens and then the first month that it just, it'll blow everything out the water and then you're like, fuck, that was cool. That was like random. Yeah. And then you're like not tripping on it. Like, oh, you know, I don't want to feel the pressure to do that again. And then like it's- What, a, do, you, what do you mean by what blows you out of the water? Like a, just like like a really the, good interview or something no or? just like the download numbers and oh, then you know okay. what i mean like watch time on youtube like the metrics that you get like yeah but how much does metrics fuck with your head exactly this is what i'm getting so bad and this now. is why i get sad with kids that yeah. are like early 20s that are like i on because i have to pull myself back mm. and i've noticed actually a few of my girlfriends lately getting so obsessed with like have you seen what such and such has uploaded about immunization and i'm like if you just didn't look at it mm. you wouldn't have, you wouldn't be feeling the feelings that you're feeling right now you know and yeah. i just and i've only just started working what out that that i i got to stop um worrying about my numbers yeah because it's it's not going to make you happy or sad. like you know it's well gonna it's going to make you sad it's going to make me really sad if i see like you know i've lost a lot of followers from being pregnant and it really got to me and Matt goes to me, but what's your interaction like? And I said, it's actually gone a lot better. He goes, yeah. look at, so look at your, he goes, no one gives a fuck about numbers anymore. They only care about like your interaction. And I go, I understand that. I knew that. But yeah, I was really like getting real down about that number just dropping. Like I'd lose like a thousand followers in a day. And I'm like, how did I lose a thousand followers? Like what, mm. what's going on? Yeah. It's like weird to hit an unfollow yeah. button. And then, and then, and then. Yeah, and I, and I know what it feels like for you. If you like, imagine that show didn't get so many downloads, and you're like, it does your head in a little bit. Yeah, and it's hard. Like, and I'm like hyper aware of it. And like, yeah. I've been around, you know, with like film, and like I've been around recording artists, and we've been like, you know, you do a documentary on artists that were like number nine on the Billboard 200, and then like their next album, and everyone's talking about, it and then it literally does nothing. And then oh, you're around okay. these. That's that's on another level. Yeah, yeah. Streaming and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. And and then you know you get in this game where you're like, fuck, four million people listen to the podcast this month. Yeah. And then you just there's like an inherent pressure that comes with that, 100. and you can try and put it out of your mind, but it's there, and it's like. It, it's your fucking job it's your passion it's your life it's what you work towards and yeah and it's so hard to not pay attention to that stuff so and then i think like in my case but think about like uh who's the, there's been some famous djs that have committed suicide um um avici well av they av yeah they don't, don't well, really yeah. say you he's committed suicide um and then there was eric morello not long ago mm. um who else? And I, I there's guess been it, a bunch, but there's also been a bunch of rappers that are. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say there's a bunch of yeah, yeah. But it's like you're yeah, you've got that. You're on stage, and then you've got all of this mm -hmm. energy, and then I think that there's a I think that there's a thing to it. Like um like I started doing like a bunch of meditation stuff through when I broke my hip and COVID and like the last kind of year and a half. Mm -hmm. And I think that the the big thing that is like sort of come up for me and that is that you you're not yourself when you're on like for the dj kind of um analogy it's like you're not yourself on stage you're like in the moment it's so you're so absorbed in it mm -hmm. and then there's like it's such like a immersive experience and it's it's so positive and it's overwhelming and you can't get that normally and then when you come back it's just like you and your thoughts I know. and it's just like you and yourself mm -hmm. and it's like it it makes sense for people that you know the higher the, the higher that you get to come back down to just being a normal person like the condition that everybody's 
stuck in on a daily basis mm-hmm. like man the fucking height like the the average tradie that the most excitement that he gets through the day is like a zoo mag or you know what i mean like something like that it's like it's the scale i think that's why as well that i um got so addicted to that uh like feeling as when i'd walk into a server and there's my head on the shelf mm. and that was like oh i've got the best this is the best week of my life literally because you'd get so much attention because yeah. you are everywhere because zoo was everywhere it's huge huge and like you became like a celebrity for a week yeah. and i just i think i just thrived on that feeling and i, I just wanted to be like all right when's the next one bang yeah. let's go yeah. you know and i think it just and then it was like okay so I'm not doing zoo. Okay, well, what's the next thing that I can do? Like, you know what I mean? And I just ch- I loved chasing that. Yeah. Did you know. get to a point though when you figured out that that probably wasn't the right thing to chase? No. If, if I could do, I would do it to a um, hundred. Yeah. Yeah. True. Eh. Yeah. But why you've not? Obvi- but you've obviously got like a balance though to where like that the it doesn't give you like the adverse effect of like when it's not there that you feel like less than something you know what i mean oh i do get a little bit um like for instance you, it's your birthday and i'm like over 30 now and i'm starting to go fuck like so, uh, can i keep posting what i post or yeah, you know what i mean yeah. it's like when 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 do i pull up a little bit like and be a bit of a mum. like now that i'm a mum, does that mean i can't post what i post anymore mm. do you know what i mean like am i going to get heaps of hate yeah i was gonna say but who would hate? dictate that yeah like what who who should uh, fucking mum from logan that just is really unhappy probably yeah. i don't know I don't, nothing against like- logan i just thought of logan um but you know what i mean it's it, there's a lot of dictators i cannot believe how gnarly the mum world is on instagram dude i can't even it, imagine you know it's the highest you know pregnancy is the highest looked at thing on instagram no well, shit well someone told me this but i don't know if it's a legit let's truth. look it up what's like the most searched thing oh, i'm probably so wrong but um i do know <laughs> I like you know what i mean it, it's the most like talk like i don't know what's the most like what, what, how would you search on it? instagram or something like that most search hashtag oh it's probably like or topic on instagram trump or something like that. yeah probably Oh, it's not even in the top. <laughs> oh my god, maybe I'm wrong. But someone was like, "It's the most." Oh no, no, no! It's the highest um, um, growing um, oh, topic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd make it's, sense. It's pr- mum world. I don't know. Okay, I could be fucking so wrong. No, but I do. There, there is like a lot of that shit, and like mum Facebook groups. And you should like, see how many brands trying to give me shit. Really. Well, I guess, like, that's the... Dude, the whole, like, baby market is one of the fucking craziest markets ever, right? Because People are like, throwing shit at me that I had to stop because there's just too much. Yeah. And I don't... Yeah. It would probably be fitness, too. Yoga. Vape. Vape. Yeah, I mean, well, actually, all of these could be... Well, this is... I haven't seen the word pregnancy once, so I <laughs> think I'm completely wrong. Yeah, but the, all this shit could be, like, completely fucking... Um, weird as well Vape. Popular, yeah vaping is weird yoga yeah this why? is uh, news and politics obviously cooking recipes health five topics losing popularity oh vape is losing popularity hotels are losing popularity yeah, ski hair salons jewelry ski. and watches yeah that's fucking weird anyway well, I'm so wrong but I was like but I can understand because I've never had this many DMs from women ever in my life yeah but because you're like sharing your pregnancy and yeah. like the journey that you're going yeah. through yeah and um products wait 
Oh, yeah, you're right. Se- sec- second. Moms. Moms. M-O-M-S. Yoga first. And then mum second. Maybe I should become a yogi mum. Well, I was going to say, they kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, right? right? And then cook at the same time. So yogi mum that cooks. So this also speaks to why like the whole female thing on the internet with like podcasts and shit is so popular. It's like, look at what the most searched shit is. It's like they're female topics. Isn't that nuts? It's hectic, eh? Yeah, that, it's amazing. But that, that, someone told me that. They're like, it's the most um, driving. Yeah. There's a, um, yeah. there's a, fuck, I'm, I'm, it's probably like a bit of a weird thing to say, but I don't mean anything bad by it. But like, okay. I've noticed a thing lately with like new mums where it's like, they're literally like their identity is being a mum. Yeah, but and it's like it's really it's, sad, it's huh? kind of weird in my because like and I'm just again like I'm not I don't mean any ill by it but mm-hmm. it's just something that I've noticed and it's like fuck man what were you like the like you everything changed like about your identity the day no, that no, you no, had no, a not kid me. but a lot of, a lot of women that's what it 100%. seems like these days but d- what was their identity before exactly uh, do you know what I mean yeah. like so like. My kid's coming to festivals. I've already got her the noise-canceling headphones. Like, she's coming. Wherever I go, she's coming. Because that's just the way it's going to be and she has to live with my life. Mm. And Matt's not going to stop being a manager. So we're going to have to just go on the road. And, yeah, there's going to be situations where she can't come. Mm. So I'm going to have to stay home or get a nanny or whatever. But I don't want to lose... I want to be a mum that... Um, does things a little bit outside the box. Mm. And I don't really give a shit about opinions because I've never had opinions affect me in everything in my life. Um, so, yeah, I just really want to, like, I don't know, do some different shit. Like, yeah. you know. And what what's to say that you can't do that? N- nothing. I mean, like, there's, except like, the war, the comments, the, yeah. Except the mums on things that tells me that, oh, you shouldn't be putting a baby on that many planes a, a week yeah. or the baby needs to be in a proper sleeping pattern a, yeah and i was like what about babies in third world countries that are like surrounded by bombs like yeah. i'm sorry but i don't think they have a sleeping pattern yeah do you yeah, know what yeah. i mean like it probably this, gets disturbed yeah, by landmines yeah like there's so many different situations and you know she's got to fit into my life and this is what a, a lot of people um say to me she's got to fit into you your life you can't just change your whole life yeah yeah you know what i mean and and of of course everything will change and it'll be completely different to what i know but i wanted to come along for the ride yeah it's the best ride ever and it's so cool because i love it well like you think about all like who are all the people that you know like interesting people the people that you rub shoulders with constantly like they're not normal no, no, no one's normal that I know. You know, but but it's <laughs> because true. that's that's the people that I attract. Exactly. I don't like. Um, I'm not very into um, vanilla ice. You know what I mean? I'm not very into vanilla people. I'm into people that are so colourful. Yeah, and it, like so, you know, the the you talk about like being in a box and and you know, oh, growing up and doing the sleeping pattern and staying home. It's like, what are you? What are you then creating? Like, it's not a very interesting person mm. that you you're kind of like uh you're raising and it's like the the kid like if i 
21 years from now like your daughter like growing up going to festivals and doing this and doing what it's a like legend. an interesting fucking person like Mick Doohan's kid is now racing Formula 3 like he'll oh, probably yeah. be in Formula what 1 the... you know and what he's I mean? 18 yeah he's 18 and he's fucking killing it and it's like he grew up with this crazy dad that took him all over the world to you know world superbikes and he's winning these championships and then all of this crazy shit it's like now you didn't you had a kid that you didn't raise normally mm-hmm. and now you don't have a normal kid you got an extraordinary kid and How it's cool. you know and i think imagine that, if your dad was like ozzy osborne or like i was gonna say that one might be like too weird yeah that's too weird <laughs> but like i always think that with rock stars like being the daughter or son of a really famous rock star well maybe that's like, like too, Mick Jagger maybe that's actually too that's far. Been extreme that's probably neglect like you guys are probably <laughs> in the sweet spot yeah you know what I mean yeah I'm, I should not compare myself to Mick Jagger um but like yeah I, I'm really excited and I think it's gonna be like a good journey a crazy journey but like how good yeah yeah to you have know? and you know what I've done during my pregnancy oh, this is better right um is um I've gone out a lot so that she's kind of like... To the noise. She likes the noise. Yeah. And like whenever I'm like in the car, I've got the music so blaring because I want her to be around a lot of tunes and I want to be around a lot of people and stuff and like hearing a lot of people. So I've been going out, like I go out every single weekend. Like I've got to, I've got to kind of choose where I go. Like if it gets a bit rough or there's too many crowd or whatever, then I kind of leave. But yeah, I've just made sure that I've gone to like some really hectic venues so that she comes out and she's not... Um, uncomfortable in those scenarios because everything she can hear everything yeah at this point yeah at this point have you uh, have you and Matt like was it easy to get on the same page with this kind of stuff Um, because I feel like you guys are pretty on the same page yeah pretty on the same he hasn't bothered like uh, reading stuff or like he's like I'm just going to go for it like even like I had to do these antenatal classes well I didn't have to but I booked it and I was just like it's making me way more anxious about having a child doing these antenatal classes. Really? Why is that? I just, cause I just like, this it's like overwhelming. It's in a too way. overwhelming. And yeah. I was just like, my mum didn't have antenatal classes. Yeah. Her mum didn't all, you know, all our family members didn't have antenatal classes. Mum said she got offered it at the hospital and she went to one and she said it was so bad that she left. So like, I, I feel like if my mum can do it, I can do it. If my best friend who never went to one class has two beautiful children, I can do it, you know? Yeah. So I just think like, I'd rather bring up my girlfriend and say, hey, I don't really know what I'm doing here. Yeah. Can you tell me? Rather than getting taught by someone that I don't know. I don't yeah. know. That's kind of how I see it. And there's got to be... And Matt is not interested in learning anything. He'd just rather me teach him when baby comes. So. G shit. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean, know. it's... He um, just refuses to change nappies, he told me. Really? He's just paranoid about changing a nappy. I bet that'll change. It has to change because I want to go out with the girls, so you have to stay home with the baby. Yeah, true. Eh? <laughs> imagine, imagine that. Just like, nah, just put her in the bath for a while. No. Like, oh, shit, she's running around naked, there's shit everywhere. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, I mean, there's got to be a point where, like, just instincts kick in, you know? hundred. It's animal kingdom, It's like right? your fucking child. Like, you're not going to let anything happen to that kingdom. child. It's animal kingdom. You kind of get it, I think. I think, God, knock on wood, that works out. But, yeah, hopefully I get it. But, like, yeah, Hopefully it'll be all good. Yeah. You guys are going to be... The thing is, like, what have you not been okay with in life? I think this is the far? scariest thing. You reckon? Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, this is like... Because this is a responsibility of a life. Mm. It's a lot to lose. And I feel like... Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Whereas, like, not getting on a plane for a gig doesn't really bother me. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The consequences yeah. are Consequences different. are so, yeah. So this is like... 
and then I yeah just it's pretty wild do you think that you guys are gonna do you'll still go back to LA and you'll so like that part will stay normal I think we definitely will go back to LA once COVID chills out excuse me chills out a little bit yeah um like definitely next year we have to we've got a house there yeah like you know we've got all my stuff there like full on so I I want to go back as well and I think it's good because LA is quite central and it's closer to Europe than what Australia is Australia is so away from the rest of the world yeah it really is and like to get to say for instance Amsterdam from Australia is fucking 24 48 hours of travel you know so LA is just so good you just fly to Miami Miami yeah whatever or new york yeah. or whatever it's just so easy is um are you guys do you do a lot of shows in europe like is europe still like a big part of we don't uh, like me and matt but our um yeah artists okay. do. so it's how, mainly tim so how does it so how does it work so um matt's got a bunch of artists on his under his management yeah and then so and you're obviously like kind of involved in that yeah well. i just i just get involved a little bit i, I kind of don't really get involved to be honest but it's pretty pretty structured and scheduled and there's a lot of staff members that you know look after everyone and um it's called jack management yeah um and um yeah we have a rapper we have a rapper filler then we got timmy trumpet then um then we got stafford's me they man everyone manages will do whatever um and then who else we got um oh my gosh uh five grams a new dj from sydney yeah, there's a bunch. Matt yeah, interviewed right. another one yesterday. So, yeah, it's getting bigger. It's, like, moving and, um, yeah, I don't really get it involved. I really want to manage. I actually want to – I actually hit up Lucy and Nikki to manage them as DJs. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you think that that's something that they could do? I really wanted them to DJ, yep. Damn, that'd be cool. I could yeah. see that happening. Just because they, they like tunes and they like festival vibes and they're very in touch with a lot of DJs and they get – they get it yeah so yeah. it would be quite easy to teach them they've been doing um, a bit of music stuff too like uh their parties and shit they've always yeah. got like djs and stuff like it's really easy to market that'd be really good corporate djs like yes. and make a ton of money so what what's a corporate dj corporate djs like they'll get booked by like nastygirl.com or sephora or mm. Meyer to be a dj that day for a huge event do you know what I mean? So it's like that. That's what I would call a corporate. There's big money in that, and also like they'd be great at a like a Splendor in the Grass festival with a Jagger and Stone pop up tent. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Jagger. Is, like, is there people doing a lot of that stuff these days? Yeah. Yeah. Really. Yeah. There's a lot of like influencers that are also DJs that have cool brands. Yeah. It's all tied in. Yeah. And yeah. it's a great, it's great, and it's fun. I'd love to. That's who I would like to um, manage. Yeah, I yeah. don't think I'd be very good with like a really hardcore musician. Yeah, that's a little bit. Like, it's not your lane. It's kinda. not my not my lane. I'm more of like a kind of high profile. Like I'd like to work with like more high profile people, and um, especially girls. I'd love to just work with girls and ma- start managing a few girls. Um, but yeah, it's just a matter of time. I will do it. I was gonna say that's like probably th- the next. That's your yeah yeah yeah. yeah I probably yeah. will start looking at. I found a few girls that I reckon would be awesome as DJs, but you gotta be you gotta be in love with it. Yeah, you gotta be you gotta be, you gotta be frothing on it. Yeah. So it's like it's hard. You've got to, it's pretty much a full time job. So if you've got tons of stuff going on, it's a bit hard. Yeah. But you can kind of structure it in a way. Yeah, yeah. I feel like um yeah with Lucy and and nikki they've got like a lot going on like they could probably go in a bunch of different directions at this 100%. point 100 
They're like, yeah, and they're beasts with work ethic. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's yeah. not many girls like that. That's what I'm saying with girls. Like, they're, oh, sorry, they're a couple of years younger than me. Yeah. Um, But yeah, work, good work ethic. Yeah. Well, I think too, like... Well, and they're from up north I was going to say, I didn't know a lot about them, but I know they're from Cairns. Yeah. And I know that when I, like, even when I was, I think I was like still living in America, they were renting... Uh, an office at Gold Coast Studio like the first oh, oh yeah yeah so like that's the first time I knew about them and like yeah. that's like a while ago and they're doing the Jagger and Stone like it's still Jagger and Stone yeah I think that's one thing that a lot of people like Sammy's such an awesome example of this like Fist is 10 years old I know and it's going so well yeah but people think it's like this overnight success yeah, and I'm true. and I'm sure it's probably the same with Jagger is that they think like oh these girls are like killing it but man they kind of would fucking like they were renting an office for probably like 250 bucks a week uh and the Gold Coast Studio sitting in a container yeah you know what I mean and that was like years and years ago and they're yeah. still doing the same thing I don't yeah. I think that's probably like one of the things that people don't uh, respect enough is like how long you got to stay in the game. Hundred, but time is pretty going pretty fast, mm. so you got to kind of like grind hard at the moment. I don't know, and there's a lot of people doing a lot of things, so there's a lot more competition. I feel like yeah, well. yeah. Well, I think DJing. That- I like honestly believe that like once these clubs start opening up a bit more, and like just i just hope these governments just like help out the entertainment industry a bit more because right now that's the last of their concern they're yeah. concerned you know what i mean so and then it's going to be heaving yeah do you know what i mean and then we're all going to have shit tons of gigs yeah so i'm pumped so how let's talk about hard fizz a little bit oh yeah that's pretty exciting i know it's, it's pretty cool mad. as fuck actually yeah. we haven't really spoken about it the whole time no it's um just something that came about i think when i first first felt pregnant yeah. so when we we're doing taste tests there was i think it was like i was like i don't even know how many weeks pregnant maybe 15 weeks pregnant or something and we went to do a taste test and i rocked up and and they gave me all the drinks and we we're all there like all the people involved and um i was like i can't can't do it can't do it and they're like how come and i'm like fucking pregnant they're like how's your timing evers and i was like oh, fuck, i'm so demo so i haven't even tasted the drink Oh. I've sniffed it. Wow. And I've gone, oh, yeah, that smells nice. That smells great. I'd love to get pissed on it, but I can't. Well, I've tasted it. It's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're having a fist launch party for just me when I've had the baby. <laughs> so we're just like launching it again for me. Um, but, yeah, no, it's all happening. There's like a really a great amount of um, influencer investors. Yeah. Which is like Hayden Quinn um, from MasterChef. I think he was on originally. He's from uh, Sydney. Yeah. There's a guy called Rich Penny. He used to be um, real high up in Zane Robe and he's high up in a few bunch of brands. He's yeah. a legend. And there's like Fisher, Chloe, his wife, Chloe. Then there's the Bennetts. They own Faye Swimwear. It's There's just a, a Billy and Jackie Cross from... They've run heaps of events. They also own like just everything. Anyway, and then it's, this is like a really cool group of people that are all involved financially but are also the faces of it Mm. and it's just epic and we've done stuff so out of the box yeah of alcohol uh promo marketing um yeah it's just been a really awesome 
a business to be involved in and and um just a structure that i've never seen before been done and i also believe there's a lot like that that should like it kind of made me go oh what else could we do yeah same format yeah because it's just really i don't know it's really great and i we've just it's just an alcohol and we're just having fun and it's just epic yeah well it's crazy that that sort of seems like the next level to this whole influencer thing because i think that you know you can be like look at tammy hembrow perfect mm-hmm. example like mm-hmm. the whole saski is that her thing mm-hmm. saski collection or whatever yep. um it's like you've got this huge following and at the start of this whole influencer career you're relying on these other brands you're yep. trying to get these deals you're peddling other people's products but you've got this huge platform huge following super engaged people yep. and you're essentially just peddling other people's shit and like there's a bunch of money that could be made and a lot of people have made a lot of money doing it but there's a lot more money in having your own brand and pushing your own products and it's almost like this is the next level of you know and i think that just the term influencer in general came with this stereotype of like well you don't really know business but now it's like a lot of these you know like top tier influencers are starting their own businesses and and taking a lot more control over it. yeah 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 100 percent. i don't see i actually would like to see more guys do stuff Mm. you know what i mean because i don't see many boys that i know with good followings like do products who who would like who would be examples of that Uh, like r willie yeah yeah true what an epic following like what an epic human like human wow you're so talented and i could see him doing a lot of stuff product wise as well as like working with kids and like he's just got like this epic following like he's got over a million subscribers on youtube yeah 1.6 or something that's huge yes that is huge for a guy that kicks a scooter around you know yeah well i don't know that's just one example that first came to my head but yeah 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 i mean i just think that there is definitely something um, but then again do guys guys don't buy much i was gonna say so like ronan google um google like what what, how did we google this it'd be like um key consumer demographics like male female because like it would be skewed so much towards female in terms of like consumerism 100 percent. and like i feel like dudes buy like big ticket shit like dirt bikes jet skis boats you know what i mean that's true but chicks are buying like uh like a like a face mask yep yeah consumables you know 100 percent that's what it is like on um, type in like male female like Instagram has taught me so much shit about baby products. Like, really? Um, oh my god! Like, I didn't know you can get these special um, ice block things that you there you go put what, around your nipples. What really? Yeah. What percentage of consumers are female? There you go. Women drive seventy to eighty percent of all consumer purchasing decisions. Fuck. That's pretty high, eh? That is so. That's like that just answers the question. The, yeah. The, topic hey there's no fucking equality in that brook where's your equality we just spend this, way more i'm this actually you guys don't you guys buy your dirt bucks they're fucking expensive yeah but it's like a one-time purchase yeah you know but we're female we've got a lot more shit we have to look after oh that eyebrow pencil we have Makeup, to have because you know lipstick. it's just like really quick sales cheap you know yeah yeah well i, I mean guys don't need much grooming you no, know? exactly. So, but I feel like, like companies like Manscaped and shit like that are slowly sort of trying to change yeah. that narrative. But yeah, I mean, I think that's like one of the reasons why you're not seeing guys 
do it as much. Yeah. Is that it's just like a less consumable And market. guys don't really buy clothes online, do they? No, nah, not really. No. Yeah, the, yeah, it's so weird, right? You just walk into General Pants and grab a shirt. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's not like really like an on, like girls like will smash it online, clothing-wise. Well, well, guys too, like I can wear the same shit. Yeah, over fully. and over and over and, and no one gives a fuck like yeah. literally no one would ever call me out for wearing the same totally, shit because totally. they just don't like i just don't think people notice in the same way yeah, 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 yeah. but that's obviously like a marketing thing yeah it's just men and women it's yeah like the, it's just mankind mm. i don't know yeah we just and we need like lots of things to keep our shit sorted yeah it's very true it's just and it gets worse far out like the fitness industry is huge yeah, so what's the... So you've got your... Is it my fit pack that you've got? Ah, uh, they're called the fit, uh, the fit fly pa- fit pack. Fly fit pack. So what my whole uh, thing was for that was... So... <laughs> like, oh my God, this goes back fucking so long ago. But when I was on the road, I'd get this like bag and I'd put a skipping rope, bands and everything together in this pack. And I'd like shove it in my suitcase and go on the road. Because there's places where there's really shit gyms and stuff. So I was like, oh, that, that'll keep me going. Like I could just train in my room. And I was like, why can't someone invent something like a really sick cube that fits in your suitcase real good, that keeps everything flat, like just, and I'm like, I'm just going to make it myself. took me like years to like, because I would be into it, then get over it in in a week's time or whatever. Anyway, so I just did that. And then I ended up making it. Then COVID hit and no one's traveling anymore and, and then my then whole got, thing and then I got pregnant and then you got pregnant and so you can't, like, I was it. like <laughs> I was gonna go oh my god I was gonna do these at home workouts that I did on the road because I'm a really good skipper yeah, I don't know yeah. if you've seen my yeah, videos I'm like all I used to do is skip when I'm on the road and I used to get I got really addicted to it and it makes you shredded so I was like skipping skipping skipping, skipping. and everyone's like oh my god like where'd you get your rope from and la 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 I'm like I'm just gonna import them because I am and so I made this pack fly fit so it's like being fit on the fl- Look that being up. flyfitpack.com um it's just being um fit on the fly you know how long did it take you to get good at skipping i did it ever since i was like six really yeah no shit yeah so these maddie took these photos actually from um gold coast studio thanks Matt. shout out maddie Lord. <laughs> but it's just a really cool tight pack um i was actually pregnant in the photos that were um that i had to shoot and i was so sick and I couldn't skip oh. because the doctor told me I couldn't. So I was so scared to do any demonstration videos. Anyway, the whole idea of it went to shit because I was like, well, the thing is I can't do the Can thing you please that- show my skipping video just here? It's here on the right. Like, can, let's just talk about how shredded I am in this. Shredded and fucking gangster. Skipping like a fucking G. Put the volume on that, Rona, for us. Oh. Holy shit. I would do that all day. All day. What? <laughs> yeah, Double unders. You know where this is? Ozex Open. Oh, no way. In the gym at Pullman. No shit. Brookie baby, getting it. Um, anyway, there's heaps. But I just love it. I, I was so addicted when I was a kid um, to skipping. So what got you into skipping? Like, how did... I did um, uh, jump rope for heart. In primary school, it was a I remember charity, that. like a charity yes. thing. Yeah, so I w- became like represented my school in skipping. I fucking remember that. Yeah, I would, so- I would have not thought of that in yeah. fucking twenty five years. Holy yeah. shit! Don't break for heart. I remember so, that. So, it, but then didn't they have like different realize, levels of skipping ropes? Yeah, like different then, colors and shit. Yeah, but then you ended up going to like competitions and stuff, and I was like, 
this is a proper like a discipline yeah no this is like a proper sport yeah. It became like a proper sport. Now, okay, I'm real basic at skipping. Like, if you go on to... Um, yeah, let's find, like, like the TikTok world's best skipper. Or, uh, oh, is TikTok the one? There's so many. Just be like... Just Google, like, best... Jump rope. Jump rope. We we got into it for a minute, man. Now that you said that, that jump rope for heart. Oh, no. Well, jump roper. Like, because that would be just... I don't know. Jump... Jump rope. Like, there's some freaks, man. Oh, yeah, here we like, go. This chick looks like she knows what she's doing. There's some, like, proper freaks. Like, there's so many on TikTok. Dude, it's like a whole got... world, like a whole world on TikTok of that just jump rope. You know what? Men are really good, too. That's Oh, my God. Look at this. Look at where she is. Like, why are you on the side of a mountain? Fuck it. Turn the volume down for us, dude. So what's she up to? So she's getting two million she's, views. She's in Hawaii with a dope. Is that Hawaii? Rate. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, how like good's Hawaii? I know. Eh? It's kind of a weird place, but it's a great place. I went there for um DJing once. Oh, where'd you go? Uh, I just had to. I forgot what the club was, but whoa, this chick's fucking out. Yeah, of see, I'm not. What do- the? Listen, I'm not doing any of this, guys. Um, maybe Holy when I was in shit. Pro- see, like that's like river dance. It's so good. So what's the stuff that... I used to do it for like meditation. I loved it. Yeah. So like how long would you skip for? I'd skip for an hour. It's just an hour. Just in the gym, just track tricks after tricks after tricks after tricks. And then just not... And then just skipping because your heart rate is so wow. hard. Like exhibit A, she's ripped. Okay. I'm not doing that guys, but yeah. This chick's hectic. Yeah. So anyway, this is why I started doing a pack just because, I don't know, just like... And, and I wanted something on the road that I could take that was easy to put in a suitcase. And then COVID hit, obviously, couldn't do the videos. There was no one I knew that could skip yeah. on the Goldie that could do the videos with me. I got Amy, a friend of mine. She's real fit. Still doesn't have the similar style that I wanted to show. Yeah. It's just a, it's just like a certain technique. She's a real gymnast. So it's, it was kind of her style wasn't the like same as mine. But anyway... And, and then it's got booty bands in there and then sliding discs, which are good for like core exercises. And they were all, um, that's all equipment that you can just do in your hotel room. Yeah. And the whole thing was like traveling with your fly fit pack. And that's why I built it. But then I fell pregnant and travel stopped. So then my whole business idea kind of flew out the window. But, but what I mean, I'm going to do. it's all still there and it's all like. It's all still in Sammy's warehouse yeah, in boxes. Yeah. Um, and sorry, Sammy damn anyway uh, but i'm going to what i'm going to do with those packs is after when when i get i'm going to use those packs to to get back into training like yeah. i'm just gonna and i want to film it every day yeah and i want to film the pro progress of 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 getting back and getting fit again mm. using my packs and yeah. it'll just i just really want yeah and that and i'll film it and that could be the beginning of you know it again you yeah know? yeah are you so, are you like falling in love with the, doing the business side of things these yeah i days? love it yeah and, and you know what? Hanging out with Sam is real addictive because he's so, hey, I got this idea, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, damn, get me involved. Like, sick. Okay. Like, he, I love it. I love it. Yeah. And I love what he, and, and he's a really good mentor for that stuff, manufacturing and stuff like that. Like, I've ne- I never really knew much about it. I do love getting on like Alibaba and like finding a cool product that you can like manipulate or whatever. But um, yeah love that stuff well and the, the best thing with like sam and that is like he'll tell you exactly straight like from years of experience like 
yeah, mm. cool. You could probably sell a fuckload of them, but they're like, there's too much space in packaging and then yeah. like, it's going to be too big. And if you yeah. get X amount of you, so like, he just literally knows all that shit. All that shit. And he's just, um, teaches you and he's so happy to teach you whatever you want to know, you know? Yeah. Like he, I, he helped me with getting all the stuff imported and stuff like that. I used all his logistics people and yeah. So he's a fucking beast, eh? But it's, yes. it's cool to, it's cool that you can like, you can just pivot the way that you have with, you know, like essentially your main career, just like pfft, shut down. And then, you know, you can just go into these other things with the same amount of enthusiasm and the, it sort of becomes like the replacement for. Yeah. I've got to do something. Hey, like, yeah. there's only so many coffees I can have at a local cafe before I go mental. I need to do shit. Mm. Yeah. So I just actually got sent from Pioneer yesterday, a CDJs, like DJ Dex. Yeah. But it's a controller, so it's um it's all like kind of one system, so it's not like in bits. It's like Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. normally you've got like deck and then you've got yeah. the like the mixer. Mi- middle mixer bit and then you've got another deck yeah. and then all the other shit that goes with yeah, it. Yeah, I would love that, but a system like that it's like, you know, it could be up to ten grand. Dude, did I have I ever told you the story? So I shot a... Because you're close with Will Sparks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I fucking shot a commercial for Will for... Was Mushroom Festival... Like that Mushroom... Whatever. They like were the ones that booked me for it. But oh, it was yeah? With, Mushroom's a big group. Yeah. So it was for some festival that they, they had. And, and Will was one of like the main... Um, so this Acts. is the only reason I know about this He DJ just moved group. to the Gold Coast. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. I haven't seen him since this day. But um, so... The only reason I know about those DJ, like how the decks are and how expensive they are. Mm-hmm. So we were doing this commercial for, it was him and Vern Troyer, who's mini me. Oh, and, cool. Um, so then I was yeah, directing this commercial and then uh, Will's like, okay, this is the decks that I use. And like, none of them were getting turned on. And I think that the, from memory, the shtick of the video was that he was going to teach Vern how to DJ. Okay. And like Vern, he was going to be like one of the headlining acts or whatever. Yeah. So anyway, I was, uh, it was in LA and then Will goes, oh, so these are the decks that I use. And I was like, oh, sweet. I'll just rent these, these decks. And uh, so the, I'm getting really weird deja vu. Like I know this story. I feel like I may have told, have you told you me that, this. Uh, maybe. Or you've been around like when we were talking about it or something. But yeah, so I, I, um, I ended up going to, I couldn't rent this shit because okay. I was like Aussie and I had like Aussie driver's oh, yeah, license yeah, and all this t- sort of I think stuff. you did tell me oh, this. Oh yeah. So yeah, I fucking, um, I ended up buying seven thousand dollars. I know, but you took it back. But then I, but then I took it back, and it was the fuck, dude. That's literally like all the money I had at the at the time. I can't believe you spent your money. Yeah, I had fucking. If he fucked, if they fucked up, oh, and I didn't want to tell anyone on the shoot that that's what I did. So like because it kind of reflect on me like fucking who's this cowboy you know like this guy's that's a really big risk oh fuck it was so sketchy because eh? it because whoever sold it to you is so dumb because of course they're going to be used for one off and then sent back do you know what I mean and I just made up the biggest fucking bullshit story like I said to the guy because it was from Guitar Center and okay. they've got like a really good returns policy oh okay so like if you if it's like within seven days you can return it but yep. you got to kind of give them a reason. And I was like, so I went in there and I, I was like, I had this whole, dude, I was so stressed about it. Eh? I had this whole fucking story in my head of like how I was going to, um, how I was going to talk to the guy and buy him and say it was for my brother. And I'm like trying to help his career and shit like this. And like, he's getting good and he's getting like, he's getting like really into it. I had this whole fucking deal. And then. Uh, Who buys their brother a $7,000 present? Yeah. Cause I, and I'm like, man, You're a I, good really, brother. I was like, I really want to help his career. And it's like wow. popping off and he's like starting to do better but he's like this shit's holding him back 
And then, yeah, did the fucking shoot, went good, packed it immaculately. Like, I was taking photos of all this shit. Oh, my God. And then uh, packed it back in the... Were you uh, just like, oh, don't, don't lean on it, don't lean on it. Oh, don't, you know what I mean? Don't, oh, don't I, twist the knob like that. Oh, and I didn't want to tell them at all. Like, yeah. I didn't want to give them any doubt in my ability to do the fucking shoot. Yeah. And, um, and then, yeah, I went back and I was like, the guy's like, what, what? Like, because he probably got commission on it and shit like that. So I felt like a fucking oh cunt. God. So then I went back and I was like, mate, you're not going to believe it. My brother literally just got sponsored by Pioneer. Like they've picked him up as a DJ. <laughs> so uh, Gypsy Life. <laughs> Full wow. on Gypsy Life. Did they hate you? Nah, the guy was like super cool. Okay, but like sweet. I kinda hate Fuck. it. I kinda He's ha- probably just a casual worker that doesn't really care and he just like but if you probably bumped into the manager and like you know what I mean? It depends. You probably got a good guy. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like luck, total luck. Fuck, I was so sketchy. Because I then- feel like that would happen often where people would just go buy the things to borrow like yeah. for movie sets and shit like that yeah yeah I was they're tripping. so expensive but this is a controller so yeah. it's like quarter of the price and it's all joined just one unit. yeah but it's not it's not like a big proper unit and it's good to just keep at home to like fuck with a bit yeah and um i got it because i saw them um advertised and uh, matt has a really good relationship with pioneer and i said like i've got a really good idea maybe for a viral video while I'm pregnant, DJing yeah, with my yeah, belly. Like, yeah. so I was like, I don't Have know if it's it going to... No, I haven't done it. When are you going to do it? Oh, I've got to get the thing out of the box. Yeah. Okay. I haven't even pulled it out. I have to get some different chords too from JB Hi-Fi. Yeah, right. Yeah. Have you... Um, have, so do you like... Is it something you practice and like you keep your DJ skills on point or is it something you've done for so long now? Like I've done for so long that I don't really have decks. I had old decks when I was first starting and then you just... Once you start riding a bike. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. I should have a set because I should be learning new stuff. Yeah. And not getting to a club and learning on the job when you're on the piss because mm. that's like the worst thing. But it, again, I like being thrown in the deep end with a lot of things. Mm. Like, I'll figure it out kind of attitude. I'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Is, pretty, it, is, it something that, is it something that does change and evolve? Like the whole DJ thing? Yeah, like, like this new and- controller. There's, I had to go on YouTube to work out some of the new features because really? I'm like the fuck is that and like what kind of shit are we talking like just different like um there was like a i think it's called morph i don't know what the feature was merge or something we merge into different tracks and stuff well we don't have that on the other cdjs and like um they have touch pads now to do sampling and shit like that so it's like all different samples that you can do they don't have that on cdjs so you have to like work how to how to do them and then but it's all on your computer so it's a whole different system so it's like you i think you have to like get the software on your computer and then it links to the the thing Mm. whereas um the proper cdjs that we use in the club we just walk in and stick our usb or sd card in there yeah yeah so and and it's already done you've already worked on your sets at home and then you just put your usb and it's and it loads up yeah it's like that's how the system works whereas this one that i got so how does it work like a the song is it's not in order already mixed like you still have to mix all the tracks together yeah it's like a it's like you've just downloaded a song yeah an extended version of a song um whatever song you like and um you just put in a folder in record box that's the program and um and then you sync it to your usb and then you export it and then and then once you put it in the um the CDJs, it'll come up that folder and you just click on that folder and then it'll have all your be- your tunes. And then you're mixing them like... And then you're mi- and then you're clicking on that tune and then you click on that tune and you just keep clicking oh, on Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you just bounce back. 
and forth. Yeah, because like I think that's like one of the things. Oh, like, some people you can you can make a whole set and then if just, you want, and then and just, just, act, just play and just act. Out. Yeah, but, but you can, you get caught. Yeah, is it like I was gonna say? Is it real easy to tell if that's what yeah, you're doing? Yeah, it's so easy. Real, how so? How do you pick it up? One thing's going, and uh, why isn't the other thing going? So that's just like the easy. Guess how I learned to start DJ when I first started DJing. I would, um, I would get. Uh, so what I would do in Ableton. I learned Ableton before I could actually DJ, um, which is like a mixing yeah, program. Yeah, yeah. And I would just merge three songs together, like mash them together, right? And then export that onto a CD because it was CDs when I first started. So that was one CD. And then I'd get another CD. So that was like three songs going. So I'd pretend to mix with the three songs and then I'd only do one mix once like after the three songs to the next three songs oh, do you know what yeah, I mean so yeah. I'd do it in so groups. in six songs you were only mixing one time yeah so I only had like five C- six CDs or something like that for the whole night whereas and then it then it became one song per CD and then it was like way easier but I had to do that just so I get the confidence to do a clean trans- transitions you yeah, know and yeah. then um but yeah, well, whatever. Fuck, everyone cheats somehow at the beginning. Yeah, well, I was going to say, like, at the start. You've like, it's so stressful. And I got, like, my first few gigs were some pretty solid crowds. Really? So how many people were we talking? Like, I remember one of my first gigs was at the Met in Brisbane in the Valley. And that's a That's a big room Yeah, if you've been there. Like, there's thousands because of people. Because you, you had, like, a following. Yeah, because I had a sick following. And so I was like... I've got like I've got to cheat a little bit because if I don't if I do a really shit show I'm going out there starting off my career as a DJ really bad. Yeah, yeah. You got to start off sick, you know. Yeah. I was playing a real cheesy like pitbull and like yeah, like yeah, really yeah. like um you know some cheesy tunes and some really good dance tracks from back yeah. then. Yes started off so differently to what the journey that I'm on now. I don't know. Just and then when I moved to LA it was became hip hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have to play a lot of hip hop. Like some rooms I was put in, fuck. Like I remember this one day I was in Chicago and I was DJing and um oh God, I've been here for so long. 10, 11, 12, 1, three hours of shit. Yeah, I'm just uh, I'm, I don't want to keep you longer than three hours. Yeah, I'll die. <laughs> oh, my stomach <laughs> yeah, we, my we baby need, wants we to need eat. Food soon. Yeah. Um I was in a a club in Chicago and I was DJing at this club that I've DJed heaps before. I love Chicago, it's amazing. And um the Chicago Bulls teams came in. No way. Team came in. Um, yeah, I didn't really know any of the players or anything. Like, I only know Michael Jordan. He's retired. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, the team came in. They only want rap. And I don't I don't even know what rap really is. Yeah. Like, my culture growing up was Justin Bieber and Britney Spears. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that was me. So, rap for me, I'm like, what do you mean? Like, Snoop Dogg? Is that rap? Like, no, no. They wanted, like, solid Chicago rap. Yeah. And I'm like, I fucking have no idea, like, what this is. And the guy goes, you got to get off. Really? Yeah. No shit. Because the Chicago Bulls are in town. They just walked in the club. They've got the best table in the house, which they're paying a lot of money for. They don't want to hear your music. Wow. And so that's the difference between Australia and America. Yeah, really. So, so that just, yeah. just like, like well, it's on table service. So like table sales. So like if that table over there wants a certain amount. This is for me in my, in the, what I, my, um, caliber of djing is like if you're like alice in wonderland you have no choice you're doing these super big shows and um at rare rock and shit you're not doing these little club, yeah, club yeah, shows yeah so for me i'm doing these little club shows and so yeah like if you're if you're a mega rich guy and you want to hear a certain song or you're going to leave and and 
they'll miss out on a sale of like ten thousand dollars for that table or something like that. So way so more you, even. Yeah. So well, yeah, totally way yeah. more. And so they'll just leave or they will kick you off. Or put the they'll put the warm up DJ on because that warm up DJ knows the crowd yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. Whereas I'm just an import, so. I don't know that venue very well. So that's kind of how it works sometimes. Yeah. So I've been in some positions where I've been like, whoa, I'm way out of my league, especially in the States. Yeah. But yeah. it's good. It keeps you on your toes. It like makes me really sad. Like I go back to my hotel bawling my eyes out because I really fucked up because yeah. I wasn't prepared. Mm, like you could have known. I could have known if I like did a little bit more research, if yeah. I talked to the cre- like promoters beforehand, what was the kind of vibe yeah. for tonight? Oh, it's the grand final of a... F- NBA game well fuck why didn't someone tell me like yeah, I, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean because yeah. I don't watch I'm not watching sport at the moment you know what I mean so it was very you got to kind of like know what's going on in the area to sort of know what like where it's going to go and the what, the, what the scene and stuff is mm. yeah because it can be can be so different to what you know yeah you know what I mean it, it might be um like a I don't know, big soccer games. So there'd be a lot of like Latino and like all South South American people that come, might come in that night. So yeah. you're like, oh man, I've got to play some Nicky Jam and I've got to play some like cool Latin tunes. You know, you just got to be really prepared. And you, that's where you said before, like you got to really love it too. Like when you really know the different music and you know the different scenes and you know the different like, because I mean, you would have been exposed to just so much more music than the average person too. Yeah. And you'd have to, like, you'd yeah. have to actively seek that stuff out. Yeah. Like when I do Oz X Games, mm. I have to have no swearing. So I have to go through every single tune and every single track literally these days has a swear word yeah. or the N word or any other word. So I have to get rid of that. Yeah. Plus it has to be ch- children friendly music. Yeah. The content of it. Content of, yeah. So that's so hard because so many songs you just chuck in and then you realize, wow, Put your fucking hands up. Like, literally, yeah, is yeah. the intro part. Um, so that has to be changed. And then I always throw in a lot of rock yeah. at Ozex Games because there's a lot of, like, dads from, you know, that are in their 60s that love ACDC. Crusty Demons days Yeah, as well like, as, they love that yeah. shit. So, and then and then I'll go to a, cl- a nightclub afterwards that I'll have to play, like, top, top 40 slash some cool dance tunes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fuck it. Man, you've... You would have like seen so much different shit over the years too, like the because that stuff is changing so much, so much, and it's going real hip hop, even yeah. in Australia. Yeah, it's really going hip hop. But look at Kid Leroy, like he's a Sydney boy who he's is so superstar. big now, you know, and like there's so many. Well, like Post Malone, mm. like there's a bunch of like that was one thing living in America. I had no idea how big. Uh, rap was and like I full on got like that's pretty much all I listened to and like yeah when I grew up I was listening to like Linkin Park and Limp Biscuit and like Friends of and, and yeah, Blink 182 yep all that sort of shit and then I went to America I was like oh this doesn't exist here and it was just no. like rap 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 I know rap. I know it's pretty heavy. Yeah, that's one. Of, well, I mean, I've told the story in here a couple of times. I don't want to like go fully into it, but one of the things that really made me appreciate like rap music and rap culture was I was in LA, like living uh, in Santa Monica when Kendrick Lamar dropped "Damn" that album. Oh, sick! And I just like it just took over the whole city. Isn't it the best? Have you had a similar yeah, vibe yeah, like yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love hip hop. Yeah, and you just get and like you just Dude, see. Dude, well, I just love, I just love that. I love it. It's really good. But I, I don't think I would have loved it as much if I didn't move to the states. Hundred percent. Because in Australia we don't really have that, but we don't have hip hop clubs. 
Like, we don't, really. Like, if you go to Surface, there might be, like, top 40 hip-hop-ish clubs. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We don't really. Like, we never, it wasn't really, like... But then, when I think about it, what I loved when I was in grade 12, I loved Snoop, yeah. Nate, Nate Dogg, Dr. Yeah. Dre. Yeah. I was like, oh, I still love my hip-hop. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, Dr. Dre, that album was, like... The Chronic 2001. Oh, yeah. it was, like, fucking best. Nate Dogg was, like, my favourite. And yeah. then it was, yeah. I got holes. So good. Snoop. Like, <laughs> yeah. that was when they were at their prime. Yeah. But it wasn't, like, culturally relevant to us. No, it wasn't culturally, yeah. But so then when you go to America and then, like, one of the streets that intersected um, where I lived was obviously on the super white end, but Rosecrans. And that's like a, that's, so like that goes all the way through like Inglewood and Compton. And then that's like, so like Kendrick sings about Rosecrans a bunch and like, and then once like you've been to Compton and like, like you, you've gone into the city. Oh my God. I've been, I've been. Have you been through that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A few times. Sometimes I've been in some bad situations. Really? Yeah. Just like I'll, I'll pull over at a service station um, to fill up my car by myself um, at 11 PM. And I'm like people look at you like why the fuck are you here like do you know what i mean there's some really bad spots but i don't know i've never knock on wood i've never come across anything bad oh there was a shooting at a gig that's actually one what yeah i was at um at a riverside motherfucker i think it was called riverside was it called riverside yeah out like inland a little bit yeah it's fucking shithole anyway um, i used to live like 20 minutes from there i played at some really disgusting dodge club and i was walking out and there was um yeah, a guy just like let off a gun and shot a girl in the leg or something and I heard it. I was in heels and I was <laughs> I was with uh my booking agent with me at the same time. I didn't even look back. I just started running in my heels like fucking sprinting. Whoa. Then my car was like over this like um concrete like um like garden bed thing legged it bang over tripped stacked it ripped up all my legs jumped in the car just pinned it and i was like <gasps> anyway i wrote a message to the club and i'm like is everyone okay he goes oh yeah yeah it's fine it happens all the time <laughs> casually i'm like um not to but me like, what actually happened not oh yeah me. girl got shot in the leg oh casually like uh rang up suja my agent i was like never fucking put me in that club again like i don't want to work at all in that situation don't ever put me in that situation ever again but like it's hard you don't really know it could happen at freaking any club yeah you know and you just don't know but that was a situation where i like literally rang matt and i said we've really got to say yes and no to these shows do you know what i mean we've really got to work out what where should i go because i just yeah I'm an, a girl from Australia that has no idea. Mm. So it's like... Yeah. And like ignorance is not bliss no, sometimes yeah. in those cases. Yeah. Oh, babe. Oh. I could have been standing there next to them. If I experienced that, I probably would have got like full on PTSD. Yeah, I've never seen a gun before, like shoot someone before. Like, you know, it, it can have a snowball effect. So... Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that. Stay away but from I that shit. I still love it. <laughs> I still love DJing and I still love nightclubs and I still, it, yeah. But that's the thing is with the States. That was one of the reasons why we left so quick during COVID is because the gun store down the road sold out. Yeah, right. The lines that were at yeah. the gun stores. So that was a really, that was probably one of the main reasons because we were scared that. Um, it's like ominous feeling. Yeah, you're kind of going to get your house robbed because mm. there's going to be no jobs and it sort of snowballs like that. Yeah. Nothing happened. 
<laughs> and I don't think anyone really got shot. I think there was just the hype of yeah. go get some ammunition because like we don't know. What, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Well, Brooke Evers, I've kept you here long enough. I know. I appreciate you. Thank, <laughs> Thank you, you so much for doing the podcast. I hope Anytime. you had fun. I love a chat. It was very random. I know, so random. My and God. Like, nothing about Supercross. <laughs> Nah, well, cool, kinda. Yeah, nah, nah. I just wanted, to, I just wanted to talk about whatever the fuck come up. Yeah, okay. And that's what we did, and it was awesome. Finally, I appreciate. I'm right at the end of my pregnancy, even though you asked at the beginning, and now I'm at 38 weeks, and I've come right at the end. That's what I was saying to Sam, like when Sam, I think you were there, but Sam called up and he's like, Brooke wants to do the podcast tomorrow, and I was like, why? <laughs> I just couldn't. I literally said, so to I feel him, much better, and I'm so bored. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, why does she want to do it now? She's fucking huge. I I know. Anyway. But all you have to do is sit down and talk, so. I know. The baby's like, give me some food. Yeah, let's go eat. Where should yeah, we go? Yeah, I don't know. Sammy said call when, um, yeah, he's actually wrote, finished. He just actually wrote, um, let's eat. I'm starving. Let's go. Well, yeah, thanks again. I appreciate it. I, uh, I hope you'll come on again at some point. I'd love to. And, um, yeah. Really, I'll come really with stuck. my baby in my pram. Done. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Oh God, That's ears. awesome. Yeah, they get How can they I get talk for three hours? Holy uh, shit. Bug, bug.